Welcome everybody to Deep Thoughts After Dark. I am your host, Night Owl, and today with me I have my very dear cousin, Eric Bonet. Eric Bonet is a reservist with the Canadian Armed Forces, as well as a recreational green thumb. Uh, he's here today to talk about a numerous number of things, and he's a very dear friend of mine, so I want you to put your hands together and welcome the amazing Eric Bonet. Eric, man, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? Not much, man. How you been? Good, good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah feeling pretty good right now. Yeah, know? man, me too. Yeah, it good. was a long drive over, but yeah. uh, here I am. Yeah. And uh, it's funny, the whole time I was driving, yep. I was picturing like what I'd be talking about or whatever. And then, like, at this point, kind of out of blank. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, yeah. It's all good, man. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to talk about a couple of things. Yep. Uh, first being, uh, you are a recreational beehiver. Yes. Yeah. So well, okay. I really want to, yeah. So what, what is the proper terminology for it? So apiarist? A, bee, a purist? Apiarist. A, apiarist? I, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But... That being said, I failed miserably. Did you? On every season I've done right up till now. Really? Yeah. yeah. Now, did, was it just the colony died during the winter? Or? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Both times, actually. So, and then after this last winter, it just broke my heart to a point where I was like, until I can... Okay, sorry. So, in the end, like, I wasn't... I couldn't have my beehive at my house because I don't have enough property. Right. And in the end, they died because I couldn't maintain the hive well enough, or it could have been the hive wasn't strong enough. But, so, uh, would, I feel like do you think that you can relate it to it didn't have enough supplies for the winter kind of thing? Most likely. Yeah. Did you open up the hive and kind of look to see like I did on like a warm day, mm-hmm. um, like analyzing um, it at the end of the year. Did you notice like the honey was still there, but their whole yeah, colony there's still was honey dead? and they froze to death. Okay, and it's just hard because Petawawa is kind of like. It's almost like you pass Ottawa, yeah, and it gets to that point where, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it, it gets cold quick, yeah. Right, so it's almost I don't know if you have to baby your hive, or you you have to have numbers, mm-hmm. and then because there there is loss, right? There's there's no way around it. Yeah. You're gonna lose bees, mm-hmm. uh, beehives. Sorry, <clears throat> oh, beehive. And I only had one, <laughs> and I only had one beehive. Okay. So it's... So what, is it normally when double colonies are in play, they kind of help each other? Or? No, it's pretty, not that. It's a numbers right? game, right? So it's like whatever oh. the strongest hive is, yeah. is going to survive the winter, right? right? And especially now, if it's a harsh one, like in Canada, mm-hmm. it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very dependent. Now, did you put the hive somewhere where the sun could hit it every day? Yeah, so it was east facing mm-hmm. so the second the sun came up it would hit that hive and warm it up okay but then once it was probably i'm trying to think like winter time probably once like one o'clock two o'clock hit it probably was in the shade mm-hmm. and then from there it just got dark right yeah so you almost have to have it south facing so the sun is hitting the whole always time. hitting it yeah because that hour made have made probably would may have made a huge difference yeah. you know or even two yeah yeah so yeah. yeah, but uh, with the new house that we're getting, mm-hmm. the plan is to get a new hive, and then I'll, I'll have it self-facing. So with the new house, are you, are you looking? You, you're basically looking for more property to be more self-sufficient, or? So, I've wanted this for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, I wanted to buy a house that had two acres. Uh, it was kind of on the outskirts of Petawawa, but uh, Aaron at the time was concerned about resale do the like a military could get posted yeah uh, and i was reg force at the time so 
uh, it was like real possibility essentially mm -hmm. and it made sense logically to go for a house that was in the area mm -hmm. and that you could maximize your profits off of right yeah 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 and now that i know i'm not moving from where i am because i went back to the reserves so reserve reg forest reserves yeah um yeah now it's uh we're, we're moving out in the middle of nowhere Okay. It's going to be great. 15 acres. Yeah, because you've, you've really gotten me into uh, hobby farming and being more in a, a homestead setting. And it, it's really, it's funny now because like with the where the world is today, you know, it's, it's always, it's kind of uh, boggled my mind. And this has been something that really has been driving me crazy mm. is grass. You know, yeah. like the idea of like everyone just kind of is so obsessed with their grass yeah. where it's like, Everybody has a front lawn. It always has to be immaculate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know? can have a garden in the backyard, but the fr front yeah. yard, forget about it. You know, yeah, and yeah. I, I honestly, I would almost like to see more people adopting of digging up their yard. Because yeah. if you think about it, the front yard always has so much sunshine. Yeah. You know? Usually, yeah, yeah, for the most part. And what if you just tore up your front lawn and created your own garden? Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, like, this idea that you have to, like, put all these chemicals on your lawn to make sure no dandelions are growing and putting all these artificial nitrates inside your grass so the grass is perfect you know yeah, what I mean? yeah yeah it it's just, just one species of grass yeah you, you know what i mean just like you you don't yeah it doesn't really it doesn't really mind. add to the local flora fauna kind of uh mm -hmm. you know equation so what i always really wanted to do was always just tear up my front lawn and be like the first on my block to kind, of, kind of start the change yeah like i'd yeah. love to start like this movement that Fuck, gar fuck grass it yeah. and just build a garden in your front yard. You know what I mean? Do it. And have then like a nice arch it, for like your beans. Be, like you know envious. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. People would be envious of it. Because like uh, the, what was that book you gave me? The the homestead? Was it the quarter acre? Or was it a one acre homestead? It basically, the book basically entailed how to create your own hobby farm on a quarter acre. That's it. Yeah. Which is basically what I think I have in my backyard. Oh, yeah, your backyard. You know what I mean? And it's you basically you'd be able to be self sufficient for an entire year by yourself. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, in the way the world is going nowadays, I feel that with all the time that we have, you know, free time and stuff like that, it's yeah. something that people should really consider. You know, the, to be completely self sufficient. Uh, is something that is almost being pushed upon us in a, in, a, in, a, in a way that like people are starting to realize like even with the whole toilet paper shortage thing you know yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really quick yeah. how something that you take for granted can be just stripped away from you you mm -hmm. know what I mean yeah. whereas like you get into tomato canning and stuff like that yeah. uh, and you grow like 30 40 tomato plants you literally have or even potato plants you have vegetation for an entire winter yeah uh you know what i mean you'd obviously only be eating potatoes and uh well tomatoes all winter but, but the thing is if too, it, it happened taste, right? or something yeah. happened you know what i mean you'd be able to say i'm good for until yeah. summer yeah. you know what i mean the only thing about that book that i find unrealistic is like you say the quarter acre lot a lot of it is like the, the regulations and the bylaws, right? Like, you wouldn't be able yeah. to have chickens here. Yeah. I, actually, I'm not sure how it is over In here. In Cornwall, but. okay, so the funny thing is, you're allowed to have chickens if they're therapy chickens. 
So if a doctor writes off as a chicken, as a therapy okay. chicken, yeah, so like yeah. say, there's so a lot of people. you can have multiple? Or you can have you, a therapy chicken? Well, <laughs> you could say that chickens are therapy, therapeutic to you. Yeah. And that it's for your mental health. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? You, Actually, you'd you like to have up to four chickens. Yeah. Four, a chicken will lay four, uh, an egg a day. Yeah. So if you, you know what I mean, have four chickens, you realistically have yeah. four eggs, which is 24 grams of protein, which is basically what you need to survive protein wise for one day yeah you know what i mean yeah. mind you you'd have to still invest in feed and stuff like that to yeah. feed it but again chickens are also uh, eat compostable stuff a lot of the scraps yeah. that you have yeah they will eat as long and you know like your eggshells you give them their the eggshells too and it'll strengthen the the calcium and the the mineral levels of those eggs so that I, I agree with you on that. Where the, bo- the book is a little bit unrealistic, and it, it, obviously you have to check it. Good into for those country things. law, right? If you got country a qu- law, yeah, qu- yeah. If you got a quarter acre in, yeah. you know, Williamstown, yeah. Let's say, but if we're speaking about- realistically about just vegetation, you know, <laughs> I don't think there's any bylaw on really how the front lawn really lo- wor- looks. From my understanding, when I worked for bylaw, the understanding is is that it has to be maintained. Well, if you have a garden in your front lawn and yeah. you're maintaining it, yeah. well. There's I, nothing in the I bylaw think, that says that you can't have a garden in your front lawn. Yeah, and I think also like you could, especially because of the whole COVID situation, mm-hmm. you could pull it off saying like, "Listen, I don't know what's going to happen yeah. in the future." Yeah, and you know what? I'm just looking out it, for myself. Yeah, and my I think it's criminal. You know what I mean? Even like look at in Quebec, where they outlawed all like uh, fireplaces in in Quebec and stuff like that, and like Quebec City and stuff, because yeah. all the old buildings. A lot of those old buildings don't have proper heating. You know what I mean? Yeah. What happens if another ice, uh, an ice storm happens? Yeah. All those people are gonna need those fireplaces. I think, it's, it's, like you, know? you said, it's criminal. Like we're in Canada. Yeah. We're in the northern hemisphere, and I think personally, every home should be built with at least a fireplace. Yeah. Or not a fireplace, but a wood some stove. So, uh, yeah, a wood some stove sort of being able. Some sort. Yeah. So that like weather, like you know, and every weather. year, like. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Weather, <laughs> whether or not, yeah, yeah weather. <laughs> sorry, no. Um, but in the end, like you know, I mean, I know people would bitch about it because it'd be one more cost. But like, if you want to keep it maintained, you have, you know, for insurance policies. Yeah, you, you have, have to, to get prove it that you get it cleaned once a yep, year. Yep. Yeah. And then why not? Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, at least you have a population who one <coughs> will grow more aware mm-hmm. of how to yeah. take care of themselves, or at least. You know, at least have a bit of a stock up of wood, mm-hmm. and then from there, could be not more self like sufficient, but also you know, self sustaining. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, because yeah. realistically, you know, wood isn't really that hard to come by. You know, I think I feel like you Definitely. just drive down any of the major like county roads. You know, yeah. somebody selling firewood. Yeah. But I think... You I, put an ad on Kijiji yeah. saying, hey, old wood, whatever, if you're trying to get rid of wood. A yeah. A lot of people just do, you know, an arborist shows up and yeah. they don't want to get rid of the wood. I think you're really onto something really good with the whole, like, proving to, like, insurance and government that, like, you're maintaining your fireplace correctly. Yeah. Because... Again, like, you know, like, it like it wasn't that long ago, like, uh, when we had that deep freeze in Quebec, you know what I mean? A lot of people were, like, were, their pipes were freezing, and it caused thousands of dollars in damage mm-hmm. because they weren't heating their buildings properly because they yeah. didn't have, they, you know, and it was costing them too much. So then they still had to take out an insurance claim, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, So in reality, the insurance companies were trying to save money, but it ended up costing them even more money. I'd like to almost see the percentage, let's say, like, home fires, yeah. right, that are related to... 
like a wood stove. Yeah. Compared to like, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, someone forgetting to turn off the yeah. oven or whatnot. Or you know what you can even do? It's like, just like the PAL program with a gun handler's course. If you want to have a wood stove fireplace, you yeah. got to take a weekend course. You get your license. Yeah. You pay a fee. Ontario, you know, they love to yeah, make yeah, us yeah. pay a fee. Yeah. I'll yeah. pay the fee. I don't care. Yeah. Because that's a peace of mind that I would, I wouldn't mind having. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? I don't, no, I don't see absolutely. how that's not unreasonable. You know what I mean? I don't, I just feel like now it's almost we're getting a little too tall totalitarianism, totalitarianism, totalitarianism. Yeah, you know, I just I feel like we're we're starting to push that edge of like we're getting a little like freedoms are almost like not a thing I don't anymore. Think, I don't think it's a freedom thing. I think the big thing is a comfort thing where people don't want to work; they want to pay someone to do it for them. Yeah, right. So um, having said that. Uh, how do you feel about universal income? So I see it as a good thing in a sense that, first of all, we're paying a shit ton of taxes in Canada. Yep. We really are. Yep. We're paying a lot. And you know what? Send some back to the you know the, the peasants, I guess you could say, because that's what we all are. I don't yeah. care if you're educated or not. You're an educated peasant. You know? Like, yeah. In the end, yeah. unless you're uh, you know the 1% of the 1% of the 1%. Yeah. You're not, you're, you're, yeah. So it would be nice to have that. Because, really, although the thing is, like, it's so hard because you pay so much in taxes and they don't show you where it goes. Yeah. There's no, there's no website where you can be, yeah. There's no website where it says, oh, this year we spent this much. Exactly. I guess maybe there probably is, but you'd have to, you'd have to like, that would have to be your hobby. Why, looking up where the tax, why doesn't government come out with a monthly quarter of exactly where the money is being spent? And, you know, with the whole finance minister thing that just happened, you know, Mm. it's, you know, people are, are gaining more and more curiosity of where's our money going? (laughs) What is our money being spent on? Mm -hmm. Like we know that, you know, the government right now is spending a lot of money with the whole COVID thing. And it was good thing that we got a fund, like a, a an allowance basically mm-hmm. uh during those hard times i won't lie it saved our asses yeah you know, you know it, it, it saved, it saved my wife too you know yeah. what i mean and i'm really grateful for that but at the end of the day you know what i mean i'd like to know what that came at a cost you know oh, what yeah. i mean what kind of cost well, is that's going to come cost our cost or our, our kids, kids cost, you know what i mean might even come to are they dipping kids? into pension plans canadian uh, pension plans are they dipping into looking at raising the income tax to 14 or 15 percent to make yeah. up that little oh, marginal that will, area. I can you know guarantee what I mean? you in the next 10 years yeah. at least. Or are they going to get rid of money altogether, you know what I mean, and make everything digital? Yeah. But then I think that in itself is criminal because what I've remember the blackout that we had about eight years ago mm-hmm. and all the power went down or like during yeah. the ice storm, yeah. all the power was out. You couldn't even get money out of uh, out of an ATM machine. Yeah. So what, what are people to do then? You know what I mean? And they they just expect people to be ready, essentially. Yeah, right? well, no, so, they don't expect people to be ready. To be like, don't worry, we'll be ready. Yeah, yeah. But then there's also like, there's like the solar flare threat, right? That a lot of people talk about. Yeah, um, which is that a real. can scramble everything, yeah. right? Also, just in like, there's like there, there's cyber, um, cyber ops that are happening throughout the world. Yeah, every country's doing it. Yeah, be, like every country who's knows what's going on essentially is. Mm-hmm. on top of it but that could happen to any any of us mm-hmm. and that could wreck everything yeah it, it's kind of funny how 
they talk about cyber this, cyber that, but then they encourage online banking, yep. online everything, yeah. right? And, yeah. And then, but the thing is, is that what they do is that they create like the, there's like this, uh, you know, like the purple lock that most banks have systems have now. Okay. It's like the uh, official Canadian well, currency paid. protection I'm online sure protection every thing. Every time I sign in, yeah, shows exactly. It, right? But then again, that's just another business that the company that the yeah. the, the Canadian government yeah. creates to make money off of yeah. the banking system, which but is every, okay. If everything goes down, and like, imagine like your bank account, yeah, um, and then whatever incident happens, mm-hmm. and then it just resets yeah. and you're back to zero. Yeah, and then if you don't print your monthly statement. Mm-hmm. How are you going to justify? Oh, this is how much I had. In yeah, it could be good. It could be. It could be a good thing. They're like, oh well, I don't remember how much I owed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know? It could be good for those guys. Yeah, but yeah, uh, a I'm lot sure. of people, right, yeah. that are having a little nest, a little fucking savings. Um, yeah. Like we have one. Invest in gold. Yeah. Invest in gold. And uh, I've been slowly investing in gold. Yeah, but is it physical to gold or is it? Well, digital gold, right? No, it's real gold. Yeah, like, yeah, you're, hard you're gold. And that's gold. why you actually see a lot. I know that I've noticed a lot of companies coming into Cornwall and buying up old gold, you know, uh, very vigorously. It's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of those shops saying, yeah. hey, uh, well, come on by, sell your two gold. Two reasons. Uh, gold is a, a lot of tech companies use gold yeah. uh, because it's basically the best. Conductivity. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, any computer that you have has some sort of trace element of gold in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now that we're moving into a digital age, they're trying to buy up that gold. Yeah. And that's why you see more uh, jewelry getting less and less high levels of gold and yeah. more 10 carats for higher values because yeah. gold is kind of an econ- uh, an economy now. Mm. Uh, well, it wasn't always, always an economy, but now it's with the technology era, it, it's starting to get a little bit more scarce. There's more, de- more demand. Yeah. Well, I like to see that now that the, the Canadian government in, in, invested uh, in the uh, the gold res- uh, mining up in, on- in northern Ontario. Yeah. Um, but from my understanding, it's 55% owned by China. I believe it. Uh, and it's the next empire. And what, Essentially, yeah. like, everybody's worried about Russia. This, <laughs> Russia, that. It's all over the news. It's all news, you know, man. Unfortunately, like... You got to look. Like China is very smart. Yeah. And, well, they 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 um, lowered like obviously like they lowered their value of their money. workforce for so long that everybody bought into it. Mm. So now everyone relies on productivity from China. Yeah. But and then the whole COVID thing showed yeah. that like oh all our medications coming yeah from most of our medications but now from there, you're starting to see manufacturing and all that stuff trying to make a, a comeback in Canada because they're realizing that it's not feasible to stay, to rely on other countries mm-hmm. you know what if another country shuts down and like the COVID outbreak all this stuff happened in China mm. they basically shut down yep. for a month. So yep. all that stuff was on backlog, and you couldn't get it. Yep. But there's well, no there's no point. The, the in big the big problem was like almost not to put blame on anyone, but mm-hmm. like our parents' generation or the generation in between. It's their okay. Parents you can blame and, them. They blame no, us for everything. Yeah, I know. But like it's almost <laughs> like the generation between their parents and them, yeah. right? They sold out in a sense that are like. Let's get the cheapest products. At, yeah. You know, how can we make capitalism. the most money? Yes. Yeah. So capitalism kind of swung one way. Yeah. And now we're realizing like, oh, w- this is a good wake up call. Yeah. It probably will go back to normal whenever, if they solve this issue. Yeah. But um, if it is an issue, mm-hmm. that being like, anyways, um, but yeah, so they, they kind of sold out to a point where we're not really independent. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah. And well, look how at Germany. Like, countries used to be very well, look at Germany more now. independent. Look at Germany now. Every German buys German cars. They buy German-made everything. Mm. They only work a four-day work week. Mm. You know what I mean? Oh, and, nice. you know, they I'll went through they went long. through two world wars. Yeah. And they were like... As the bad guys. As the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? In the 80s, they were basically mm. cut and divided in half. Uh, mm-hmm. And now they came back as probably like the third or fourth strongest economy in the world. Yeah. And the leading in a lot of technologies... And a lot of things that we enjoy today are from German people. So there's something to be learned there. You know what I mean? To not really, like, yeah. I understand the multiculturalism aspect, especially on the, uh, the general scale for people. Yeah. But if we're talking about manufacturing and all that stuff, you got to put a country first. It's like, if you're going to become a social aid worker mm-hmm. and you have an addiction problem, it's like, how can you, like, you can understand, but at the same time, you're still struggling. Yeah. So how can a country, uh, try to promote like being self-sufficient while sending off stuff offshore you know what i mean you can't really create a homeostasis in an aspect of where you're still struggling no it should be in my opinion and and this is just kind of like common sense i feel anyways Mm -hmm. the thing about common sense though yeah it's true that doesn't happen not too often (laughs) but it should be like we're we should be i want to say over 60 percent self-sufficient yeah to a certain degree like we produce 60% 60% of everything. Yeah. And we sell Raw it to materials. Raw and material. then whatever surplus or that other 40%, yeah. we we make money off. Mm-hmm. Right? And I feel like that makes sense. Yeah. Because that way, if there is an issue, I feel like everybody almost kind of like, hey, let's all depend on each other. And yeah. yes, it, it did go far. It yeah. did. It spiked. Yeah. You know, it spiked well, everything. It's, it's, but it's, yeah. in the end, they're not... Well, the Canadian government is smart because they realize the amount of resources that we have, natural resources that we have in this country mm. is <laughs> instrumental. Other oh, than yeah. Africa, oh, we're who, so lucky. You know what I mean? What, lithium last time and stuff I checked, like it was a few years ago, thirty-six million inhabitants, and we have like more. We, we have more land we're mass than yeah. the states, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much second it is to largest, Russia. It's so the second, second, second largest, largest mainland mass next to Russia, yeah. and we hold. I think. Don't quote me on this, but probably the second or the third largest amount of resources, oh, yeah. if not more. Yeah. Uh, Africa being number one, okay. uh, but us. So I think the government is doing a smart thing by doing. But Africa is a continent, right? That's a big thing. Yeah, right? it's not. Yeah, Canada is a country. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? No, that, that, yeah, everybody yeah. says Africa. Yeah, yeah. It's like really, but you yeah, exactly. But I think. An, America, because North America as a continent, America basically used up all their natural resources. Whereas mm-hmm. Canada, we have so much landmass that, you know, it's fun, kind of funny that, you know, as global warming happens, it it's almost opening up. You know, the Northwest Passage is yeah. actually inbound to being the next courier system because of the, uh, what's that, what's that, the, the pa- uh, Panama canals yeah. are actually starting to become obsolete. And then because moving through, yeah. to the Northwest Passage, so you know that's what? why there's a big thing with Russia now that they're trying to claim they that. Want, yeah, yeah. So that's why we have to probe it. But anyways, going back to what I was talking about is that the government's pretty smart in the idea that pay somebody else because this, like, like I was saying, this gold mine, mm-hmm. uh, China, this Chinese company dumped over three hundred and fifty million dollars into this company, gold company, because it was going downhill because mm-hmm. it didn't have enough money to pay its its employees. So this Chinese company came in, gave the company $350 million off the hop mm. for 55% of the shares. And they're basically going to pay to upgrade the facility to become a uh, nominal mm. to basically produce gold. 
uh, and basically it's like, hey, we own the land rights, yeah. but we're gonna pay. We're gonna we're let you own the company. To China, yeah. But the yeah. thing is, is that we're allowing them to pay to mine our gold, and we're getting kickback from it. Yeah. So it's like we're gonna let you use your money to build the infrastructure for so many years so you or can whatever. Steal our, yeah, our I don't really know the logistics too much, but no, I, yeah. I'm guessing that's what their their thought is. Yeah. Pay, let somebody else pay into it at our cost, and we get a kickback from it, basically. Yeah. No. I don't know. It's I know. I, I don't know enough enough allowing, about it allowing to talk another, about it, but. Yeah. but I just don't think I think Canada is so invested in paying for other things within Canada mm-hmm. that it doesn't have the amount of money to put in like R&D research and government grants to those other things. Because I, for one thing, you know, I think a third of the percentage of Canadians are self are employed by the Canadian government. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We're we're a socialist government, you know what I mean? Oh, Whether yeah. you take a stab at it any way you want. Well, the old man has always said he's like uh, it's a dem- it's a democratic country once every four years. Yeah, right? you get to vote, and yeah. after that, you don't get a fucking say. Yeah, and that is a hundred. I want to get a poster done and then take a picture of, of Hubie. <laughs> get a tattoo on my chest. Yeah, no, I, I won't get a tattoo. All right. Oh, his Hubert. face is in that. T- <laughs> but I'll get a, a poster. And I'll, I'll write it. It'll look good. Yeah, you know, yeah. like at the new house. But yeah, it's, it's it's very true. It though, is very right? true. Yeah. Everybody thinks that uh, democracy is uh, mm. that we have. We don't democ- have democracy though, technically, because we're still on of a monarch. We're under parliamentary rule, so yeah. technically we're still under a, a queen's rule. So yeah. technically we don't. America has a democracy. So what kind of democracy do we have? We have a split of something. We have uh, a monarchy. A we have a monarchically run or? parliament. Okay. So basically, uh, our head of state is in fucking Britain. Like yeah. we prime minister runs the day to day operations. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the queen is still like the head. Head yeah. of state. Yeah, she's yeah. our president, basically. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, not wh- that she really. When has- is she gonna croak, man? <laughs> I'm waiting on it because so, I'm hoping what they do is they, they hand out a medal for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll be like, hey, you know, I've been in for a while. Give it to me. I, you know. But maybe nice. you know because I know the reason. Why, I know the reason why they didn't. They chose not to change the head of state because it was going to cost too much money. Yeah. So if if you know she so happened to pass. She is that an opportunity? Well, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully soon. Just kidding. Pull the queen. <laughs> BMQ. Well, did you have to do that yeah, BMQ on the queen's of birthday? No, Push-ups uh, for her uh, birthday. For everything. You oh, do twenty-five, yeah. and then he'd be like, "One for the queen." You're yeah. like, oh, "Motherfucker!" <laughs> and then you always do it like nice and slow. <laughs> yeah. like, oh. Master Corbels know how to do it, yeah. eh? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was good times. Yeah, but yeah, so we're basically running on a monarchy parliamentary system, which is basically our head of state. Like that's why um, we in the United States they have a Congress, so that it's like much like in Greek times, they had heads of states of different con- of their different provinces mm. that would come together, and uh, the prime minister or the head of state couldn't run anything mm. without the say of the the Senate, the Senate. Right, the Senate is basically the end all be all. Yeah. If you run the Senate. You run the world, you know, like yeah. like in Star Wars, I am the Senate. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like yeah. without the Senate, you can't yeah. do fuck alls, right? But in Canada, you know, the Prime Minister basically just does whatever he wants, right? Oh yeah, for sure. You know, and he'll get and back the, even as he, long as there's yeah. as long as there's yeah, like it's moving forward. Yeah, but I've heard it before, and you'll hear like you know multiple podcasts. There's 
the boat's heading one way. Yeah. You can turn it one way or the other. Yeah. But it's never turning around. Yeah. It's going it's going forward. Yeah. Right. Well the wind only blows one way, right? Exactly. Yeah. Are yeah. we going progressively or are we retracting? You know what I mean? Well, are we, see the, what, are we in a state of degeneration now? You know, with with you know, with the politics that are going on right now and like the meddling of corporate uh corporates going in and meddling with uh our dumping all this R&D of making us how we're supposed to feel, how yeah. we're supposed to think, yeah. you know. Well, see I think we're we're too heavily influenced from the states. We right? are we're, they're our neighbors, of course, so but they're glad the you empire, that up. right? Yeah. They really are. They, they are. are the empire. We're the rebel the, alliance. We got no, we got we're not. We we're got run down. No, exactly. No, the alliance has no we have X-wings that are like 30 years old that don't do fuck all. We're outnumbered. <coughs> yeah, but we're not fighting against them. But we're, we're just like, like, come on, let <laughs> yeah. me suck that dick. You know what I mean? Like, just be real here. We are They're being so- real. We're sucking the American yeah. dick all you know, day long. And it's funny because I was on. I was up late last night and I was watching. You know, I was watching the news, <laughs> yeah. and it's all American news. You know, when are we going to start actually if I po- being if I go Canadian grab my phone again? Right now. Yep. And nine out of ten articles. Yeah. On BBC. Yeah. CTV. Yeah. Whatever. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. Yeah. America. America. Why Donald Trump. Why? When are we going to get back to Canadian issues and Canadian uh, Oni Poly? You know what I mean? No. When are we going to get back to Canadian politics and making it important for Canadians to realize to be Canada first? Canadian, it's not about. People, first of all, people don't give a fuck. They just, I, it's almost like the playoffs. Yeah. Right? If you yeah. look at like, so everybody, it's funny because. Right now, there's like the the president elections or whatever that are going to happen in November yeah. in the states, right? Yeah, we care more about that than we care about our own yeah. prime minister. Yeah. Well, I think right. I think I, I, I with, per, I, I'm guilty too. Guilty yeah. as charged. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But again, you know what I mean? Like big corpse, like big news comes. Everybody shows up. Are paying big money to make you like sensationalize why it's important, right? Yeah. Because what happens down there? You know, we we're like on a, a five-year delay from the states. You ever watch uh, How I Met Your Mother? And they made the joke, how like, hey, America was in the '90s, but Canada was still stuck in the '80s. Yeah, that's that is the truest fucking thing I've ever heard about Canada that I, in my entire life. Well, that that might save us in the end. Right? Yeah, maybe because if if they if their boat sinks, we might be able to say, hey, yeah, let's move. We just saw him hit a fucking iceberg. Yeah, Let, let's turn this way, and then hopefully, yeah. yeah. Our well, government you're right has on that enough because look at yeah. to, to well, see this yeah. and say, "All right, cut ties," or yeah. we'll do what we can to help you, but we got to take care of ourselves. Well, it's true and because I, that I, actually I really happened under Stephen Harper. I know a lot of people don't like Stephen Harper, mm. but during the big is economic Stephen or Stephen, Stephen, I like is to say Stephen? Stephen. Stephen. I guess it is Stephen yeah. spelled right. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Anyways, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so under under his parliamentary rule, a lot of people don't like him, but the fact of the matter remains that whenever the great economic crash happened in the states mm. with the housing crisis, yeah. there was a huge market crash. Canada was actually able to stay above water because of the steps that were taken by the Canadian banking system and that government. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what you're saying about steering the other direction and looking at it uh, is very true. Hopefully you know? they're the canary. Yeah. And then we're, yeah. we're the miners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You say, oh, well, we fuck, are technically because we got all the minerals, right? Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, 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 <laughs> that's yeah. true in two aspects, yeah, right? Yeah, that is true. Yeah. No, um, that being said, yeah. what do you think is going to happen with this shit? With COVID. what? COVID? Well, sorry, I'm talking about our lives. Yeah. Okay, right? So we're, right now, 
We're 33, 32. 32, yep. We're right at the start of our careers, essentially, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're like a third of the way. Yeah. We're not fully established. In but numerology, 33 th- is the age where you start focusing on family. Ooh. Yeah. I feel like I've been focusing on 22 is career. <laughs> 22 is career. 11 is social life. Mm-hmm. That's just a little fun, esoteric, fun 11. stuff, but 11. Yeah. Anyway, so what do I think? What was the question? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen oh, like, in the next couple of years I'm or like with next COVID? 10 years. Next 10 years? Right. Because like, this is going to be much it's gonna, of the it's same. It's a wave, right? I think it's much. It, what I really think is going to happen, it's going to be much of the same. The government is going to play super safe. Mm-hmm. Their cases are going to go up in bigger uh, bigger cities. Yeah. They're going to close down regionally. Uh, I hope so. I that, feel like that makes sense. Dougie already said he was going to do that. Uh, regionally shut down areas where cases are starting to get a little crazy. Mm. Uh, what I think is the economy is not going to shut down ever again. And I think a lot of the economy is going to start working from the work from home aspect. Yeah. Uh, what we're going to see is we're going to see a spike in productivity because people are going to be able to work from home. They're not going to have to travel. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have more time to actually work from home. Yeah. Uh, and I think in the next couple of years, universal well, uh, universal um, uh, income. income is going to be on the table again. Uh, and I think that's probably something that's going to be pushed forward. Mm-hmm. I also see uh, a big spike in environmental issues coming up again. Uh, yeah, once everything ramps up again. Yeah, it's be- it's, I feel like there's going to be, after COVID, there's going to be another sensational something mm-hmm. that the you know either corporations or government's going to make people rally behind mm-hmm. and being the next new thing. You know what I mean? If you look at it in history, there's always either like a war going on, they got to rally everybody up, yeah. so funding gets passed. Well, now it's like COVID, so now it's all like... You know, ramping up and now it's a new structure. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like the, much of the same. It, like I said, it's going to be much of the same, but we got to look at how the trends are happening in the world. Um, you know, there was a lot of emphasis on the whole global warming thing. Uh, that it's, thing is kind of took a back down. burner, and they, but they were now saying with the st- fires, now yeah. that's happening on the West Coast. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Which um, I, they, they complain about the fires, but every year. They, yeah. They, they well, the big say, the big thing is, if, I and I will say I will say this. Okay. Yeah. I worked for uh, an arborist that worked for the Ministry of Natural Resources for 13 years, okay. and me and him had a long discussion on control burns. Mm. Now the thing is, is that what happens is, is that a lot of deadfall does happen. Yeah. And fires are a natural product of nature. Yeah. There's no if yeah. and there or Lightning buts about strikes. it. Lightning strikes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what the problem is, is that whenever we intervene as humans, because humans, we do care. We care so much that we need to control. But what's happening is, is that <clears throat> we're trying to control these fires too much that what happens is now there's a, a large amount of deadfall and it's causing these fires to grow exponentially larger than they need to. Yeah. So so we're like conserving too much. Too yeah. Too. And and now what's happening is is that these large bushfires and it could be a contributing factor to drought, which I know a lot of areas are yeah. facing a lot of drought. Especially but the California, problem is if you think about it is that if natural deadfall is very abundant in a certain area, a fire will burn so hot that even if with natural rainfall for, it won't stop it. Yeah, it won't stop yeah. it. It'll just and it'll then, burn. And then, if anything, it smolders out. It goes under the roots. Yeah, and then it burns from root to root, and it starts up. In but who was it? Spots. You that was telling me about the theory about uh, um, about uh, the rainforest. 
Nope. And how it was actually, there's actually showing studies now. I think it was John Hancock who's looking into this theory that like at one time the Amazon was actually completely agricultural. And yeah, and that that. a complete, there was a huge fire that basically burned. And then in that fire, like there was a huge uh, calamity that happened, yeah. burnt out the entire uh, rainforest, okay. and then basically gave it the nutrients it necessi- necessarily needed. Kind of like a reboot. To reboot the f- rainforest, and now it became the lungs of the world. Oh. You know what I mean? I don't know how much that is true. Uh, I know that is a theory out there. Look it up, people. I don't know. But I uh, first I hear of it. But it's yeah. pretty interesting, though. But and how- I can see it. Well, I know like Native Americans. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the proper term. First Nations. I don't give a fuck anymore. Aboriginals, yeah, cool. First Nations. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. Aboriginal. Well, we got to be respectful. Yeah, you know? yeah. no, I understand. Yeah. But they change it every five years. So um, that being said, uh, <laughs> um, I know that back in the day, it was like a known fact that they would they would do controlled burns. Even in yeah. Australia, yeah. the Aboriginals... They do control. They used to do controlled yep. burns. Yeah, they would. That that was a way of hunting. Yeah, also ceremonial. Would, yeah. yeah, and then it would. Uh, from there, it would, like you said, reboot. Yeah, and then. Uh, well, it's it all goes back to the circle of life. You know, death is necessary. You know, mm-hmm. we've had it good for so long. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, it wasn't that long ago that people were used to the idea of death and losing loved ones. Mm-hmm. Now that idea of losing loved ones and is unbearable, and, is unbearable. Yeah. And, uh, and rightfully so you know i, I just i just had this idea is that people, dude, in a, like, you know it almost makes me wonder like you know like the don't quote me on this this is just an idea that just popped in my head so i'm gonna say it yep could it maybe think of that because now that people aren't dying anymore that the idea of why people are suicidal is it's almost like a natural thing in the world that the world is trying to kill us you know, like you know, like life finds a way. Yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like it's almost like if, if you COVID, make a if you make like COVID, a maybe if COVID you, itself. If you make like a, a parking lot, yeah. eventually grass will grow through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's like, well, maybe like remember the movie The Happening? It was yeah, a terrible movie. The happening, yeah, it was yeah, a yeah. terrible oh, movie. Oh no, the wind. They're running blowing. away from the wind. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, it fucking, yeah, but yeah. like, what if you know the, the reason uh, that we see a spike in, in suicide and, and depression and you know and that thing is really because the world is. Maybe like maybe something we don't realize that it's actually starting to try to take life back, and we're trying to do, bring back the death toll. You know what I, I mean? Don't, I, don't, I feel like maybe COVID might be that. I'm well, pretty sure that was a lab thing. Yeah, but I think it's hey, a lab thing. What am I? I'll yeah. never know, and you'll never know. Maybe yeah. your grandkids will yeah. find out. Yeah, man. I'll, all I know is, but if, if we were all gone, but if COVID, one day so, sorry, life co- would go on. Yeah, but so COVID mm-hmm. is a prime example of how fucking weak we are yeah right, first of all yeah right because this is just like a there's sacks. a flu here yeah and it, i'm not making this up you can, you can look it up yeah. there's a flu here and covid's like right here mm-hmm. and we're scared to death of it yeah yeah right yeah and it's like uh, maybe it is nature in a yeah. sense it maybe was inadvertently happened mm-hmm. and maybe it would have happened yeah. if something similar would have happened mm-hmm. but we're growing to a point where we're so weak. We're not. A, we, we're, we don't see death privy enough. I think, you know what I mean? Because if yeah, you think about it, yeah. like people are in pop culture always see these movies and watch these movies of everyone living the rest of their lives, the day. You know what I mean? They die of old age and stuff like that. And it's almost like this idea of romanticizing this idea that we will live forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
And then when death happens, it's like the idea of death at our death store. It's like, oh my god, no! It's like the selfish part of ourselves yeah. like gets overreacted. Everybody goes out screaming. Have you ever yeah. heard of the the selfish gene theory? No. So it's this book. I have it on the shelf right here. I wonder if it's Grant, nope. no. <laughs> so older. the selfish gene is basically the idea that genes in itself are inherently selfish. Now it doesn't. It's not in any, any way of uh, like a philosophical way, but inherent everything is selfish. So even love itself can be selfish on a microorganism level. So yeah, no, I definitely see that. The reason sure. why love we is, start loving love is, is because selfish, yeah. we need to feel a certain way in order to carry on, or we, you know, we mine a certain area to support for our families, and that everything, even on a cellular level, we are selfish. And it's not to say that. People aren't kind and people aren't generous, yeah. but even in genuality, there is a selfish aspect. Yeah, to you're that always thinking yourself on a, first. A micro, right? a microbiological level, like yeah, our sure. cells in itself are selfish. Yeah. Selfish. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shellfish. Cells. We started Selfish. from shellfish. Huh, Cell. That's funny. <laughs> going deep. <laughs> going deep. Yeah. <laughs> deep We're sea. Have to cut this one out. <laughs> deep sea, baby. <laughs> You know? Oh yeah, that, that's it's true though. Yeah, uh, I, but also that's probably what brought us to this point. Exactly. Right. So and then, but then there's almost like there's two there's two parts. There's like the empathy part, right? So where you kind of care about the other person yeah. because you see but the is value that not- in that person. Selfish right? in a selfish way. Yeah, but you but don't see it that it de- way. You develop empathy. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a byproduct. So yeah. it's very interesting. I remember I uh, one of my exes introduced it to me over like fucking fifteen years ago and. I've been putting it off, and then I finally read it, and I was like, "Wow, it's it makes so much sense." You know, you you could cut it any way we want. You know, humans are very mental. You know, like we've created this like grand illusion of fantasy within ourselves. Oh yeah. But at the end of the day, we're still biological organisms mm-hmm. that are mandated by a higher, uh, basically a higher power of science. Like science happens for a reason. Because it's law, and if law, if that's a law, okay. So that, then okay, it's, you know okay, what I mean? now we're getting into this. So, <laughs> okay. do you think we were created by a creator? Yeah. Or do you think it was just? <sighs> it, it, it was just. It just happened. I'm gonna go and just. I'm gonna just gonna say fuck it. I'm gonna say. Wait, I'm gonna put. It, I'm gonna add in a little thing mm-hmm. about the whole UFO thing. Right. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's now coming out. Right. Um, whether it's true or not, right? We don't know. But now there's mainstream coverage. Uh, yeah, coverage. Yeah, or mainstream uh, companies that are pushing this. <laughs> I know it's exciting. Right? So well, you no, know, it's crazy. It's, it's exciting crazy because I was my really whole life. I've been a believer. This. Yeah, yeah. You know? here. And then obviously, there's no way that we're the only ones, right? No, look at no us. Way. Look, look, look at all of this. Anything. Just this alone. Yeah. Is amazing. Yeah. I don't even know what it is, but just just the <laughs> try drawings, not to hit it too much. It might fall. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> just the drawings themselves, let alone everything that's on this table, this house. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. So, um, I don't know where it's going. So, <laughs> we're talking about aliens. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. you asked me the question: Do you believe in a higher power? Yes, do you, do yes, you feel like? It. Sorry. Okay. So, even in even in science. We are governed by a law. Yeah. Okay. A law that cells repl- uh, replicate and must reproduce to become relevant mm-hmm. inside of, of a life. Yeah. So, 
that in itself as a law, I feel like that law must have been created by something. Now, is it an entity or is it a chemical Chains. reaction? But where did it all Ugh. initially start from? What is that infinitesimal speck that started everything that blew up? Yeah. You know? Do I believe that higher power is a law? Yes. I think that everything is governed by a law. Mm. And our understanding of that is just not possible. Our understanding of what is actually being able to, what is everything, mm. is something that even like yogis and people that spend a lot of their time and, and effort to really understand things in higher powers, yeah. you know, even like, you know, even the, the idea of thinking about higher powers and stuff like that, it's like, you know, because everybody hey, look pictures at an ant a colony. man in the, in the sky. Look right? at an ant they colony. Picture Thor. Yeah. An ant colony basically knows itself as being an ant colony. Mm -hmm. And they only focus on what's there. And they think, well, what? maybe they think what's up there. Oh, fucking well, Bob just got crushed the other you day know what by I mean? some random fucking if these, thing that came out of the sky. If there is something higher than us... We will have no understanding of how high up and it we goes. won't be able to understand. We yeah. won't be able to understand yeah. because we're just fleshlings. We're basically bodies that are stuck here. And is that why we're trying to go into this technological uh, experience that we're creating? Mm. We're trying to. We we can't through religion and all this stuff. The spirituality. Are we starting to lose faith in that and starting to create this like technological? Uh, connection to heighten who we are yeah. and become God ourselves because we still have yet to see God. Yeah. You know, become God ourselves, be God of knowledge, having God at our fingertips and creating the uncreatable. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I, I think I think there's there's a lividity to that, and I think my opinion that we all are governed by a law, but that does not mean we can't create what we create. We are creators ourselves. Mm. So it really, which. It's kind of funny you keep touching this book, which is the book I know, Melted, I just like which it. is it just called looks nice. Paradise Lost, which is basically the story of uh, Lucifer, the fallen angel, and his oh. expertise uh, of why he fell from heaven and his reasons to, mm. uh, to carve his own way. Uh, and Lucifer, in many cultures, uh, has been seen as the torchbearer, you know, that gave passing knowledge, on knowledge, passing on the knowledge uh, to humanity mm -hmm. to make their own decisions. You know what I mean? That's why even like, uh, you know, like Optimus Prime, yeah. all freedom yeah, yeah, is the yeah, right yeah, of yeah, all yeah. sentient it's beings. Actually, it's actually Superman. Ridiculous. You know, when you when, you, you know when I mean? someone tells you that, you're like, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Just, we're literally going from one religion to another. Yeah, but and it all just like it's TV religion. That's yeah. the difference. Yeah, TV has become the new religion. But back in the day, it was like in the Celtic and Gaelic, and it was all about song and dance. Like the bards would sing about the old Celtic cultures. Mm. Well, a lot of those things weren't written. You know what I mean? Even in Nordic culture, if you look back, mm. Nordic cultures didn't have any writing. It was all folk tales, and they yep. did it through ruins. And then the only reason why they created ruins was because they were starting to lose their culture. And you and, decided, hey, let's... And another cool thing about it is that, does this symbol look familiar to you? A fish? No. What else could that be? Put two bars up like this and think Greek. I'm at a loss. I'm okay. I'm the Omega symbol. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, if you said this, then I would have got it. You know what I mean? You, you put triangle you here. Put two bars here. That's a circle, 
with like the omega symbol, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this symbol actually predates Greek uh, myth, uh, Greek uh, culture, yeah. and it's actually been rec- recorded that it means the exact same thing. So even with the same thing with the theory of dragons, yeah. every culture has a, has a mythology about dragons. Yeah. But a lot of cultures didn't even know about each other. But how could they know about dragons? Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so it's the same thing with the whole pyramid scheme. Yeah. Right. And then, um, yeah. you know, you know, like, are we a global consciousness? Were we? Likely, were we a likely. global consciousness? Where technology and vibrations and ohms and all this frequency so didn't blank to... or didn't cut off that from us. Yeah. You know what I mean? And were Maybe we it was more... almost like we were like almost like pigeon type deal. Did like we vibrate? We feel... did, did we vibrate at a higher level? We were actually the things that we were thinking that we were creating radio waves. You know, yeah. who knows? Yeah, we don't true. know. You know what I mean? The, the Egyptian culture used to have like these giant, uh, crystal baths you know what i mean and they used to pray around them mm-hmm. i don't know if you ever seen the documentary on netflix called the pyramid code no nope. and uh, basically it was like shaman like uh, pyramid um, egyptian shamans mm-hmm. who got passed down this knowledge and there's this gentleman saying that like uh egyptians were really huge on vibration technology and he mm-hmm. actually specifically says technology where vibrations are like the key to homeostasis huh. these people would go into these um these uh, like uh, altars or places of healing, and yeah. they would heal them with sound. Well, look at now. Look what you're thinking. Look at what the whole five G conspiracy and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. that I, you know, I'm not saying there's any lividity to it, but if you look I, at I, it, I, I didn't pay attention. If you think it, about it, you know, there's, it. there's, you, we know that our brain vibrates at a certain frequency, yep. and that if you vibrate, uh, have a certain frequency next to that. Uh, there's been a lot of military uh, uh, R&D put into it to make people feel sick. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or not feel or act certain well, ways. Also there's, there's, the, this, there's, and this is totally researchable. You could go up and online yeah. and look up uh, frequency uh, modification towards humans. Yeah. This is totally legit. And so it's kind of funny because like we think of ourselves as so advanced but if you look, if we start to look back at these at these old civilizations, mm-hmm. we start to see that like maybe they were onto something that we and lost. then they just lost it. Yeah, did yeah. they? Oh, it yeah. was probably or a war happened and yeah. they, they lost all the technology or all the people were killed. Yeah, but you know, when you say that, it's it's funny that like everybody, we always think, and I imagine every generation is the same thing. Yeah, that we know everything. Yeah. We we know everything. Ignorance, right? Yeah, we know everything. Yeah, but in a hundred years from now, yeah. people are gonna fucking be. Like, they're gonna watch this fucking video. Yeah, and they're just gonna laugh and yeah. be like, "Oh, look at these. They had look no at these monkeys." Or they're like, they're like "Yo, like, they're on to something." They they they, they, they were maybe, they were the many few, you know? Maybe, yeah, maybe. Odds we don't are know. They're gonna just make fun yeah. of us, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you okay, you just go back thirty years and they're saying, "Hey, you know, um, yeah, breastfeeding is for the peasants." Yeah, right. Perfect example. Mm. Not that you weren't saying peasants, but they were like, oh, yeah. it's for poor people. And that's why they yeah, had... I mean, nobody breastfeeds anymore. Everybody's buying So that's why they had mother milk. And now, uh, now everybody... Mothers. Yeah. Yep. And now everybody friggin' yep. is, is downtown because yep. they, they realize that, like, yes, it makes a difference. Yeah. Why? Because a generation, yeah. which is our generation, actually. Yeah. Well, like, you know what I mean? is, well is, the thing is, is, is that we need to start going back to appreciating where we came from. Yeah. And... Uh, well, that's the thing. I would like to see uh, our first. Fe- well, technically, it wouldn't be our first female pre- uh, prime minister because it was we had a first. Yeah, we pre- had one. Yeah, but what yeah, I would I mean, like to see, I would love to see, my would to be a uh, a female uh, 
uh, Aboriginal First Nations woman to run. Because if you look at their culture and you look at all the things that they're pushing for is exactly everything that we talk about. Mm. It's talking about uh, l- a less corporate interference, more about, you know what I mean, homeostasis that, that, within that, our communities. It's a big pill to swallow. Though. It is a big to... pill to swallow. And people, I think a lot people, of people, people need to start so like. sold on everything. And, and that's funny. why we need to start working on more Canadian politics. We need to start looking yeah. within Canada and fixing ourselves. I agree. And, and, and really seeing the amount of potential that our First Nations and, and Aboriginal brothers and sisters have to offer for our country. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, just if you think about it, the amount of how much they want to protect our lands. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and even like being industrious, but at the same time following a code of uh, environment of first, of ethics, Environmental you know what ethics, I mean? Yeah. Can carry on uh, yeah. not so much a heavy load down the, the, down the stream. You know what I yeah. mean? And maybe Let's make think it longevity, not just instant cash you can out. Turn it around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's the thing is, is the previous generation, that's all they were sold out on it. We were talking about it earlier. The colonialism. Yeah. Well, Gotta it's not go. Even the colonialism. It's, it's gotta go. Well, I guess it is, but it's definitely um, it's it's an issue that we have we have to move against. Yeah, because there's got to be a keep, better way. It's just yeah, like like you said, it's not sustainable. No, you you can't keep going the route we're going because yeah. we're just gonna either burn ourselves out yeah. or burn the the world out. Yep. Perfect so example. It, it, it's very Why don't we have a deposit on fucking plastic bottles? We have a deposit on cans. Yeah. Why don't we yeah, have? Yeah, but a... the thing is, in Ontario. Yeah. I don't know how it is on most other than. We can speak from Ontario. Yeah. Yeah. So Ontario. Yeah. You, yeah. You buy? Is there a deposit on no. like a two four of Pepsi? No. On on cans only, only beer on cans. You have to go to an actual recycling plant. Okay. But. Yeah, okay. But, 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 side, but, every fucking but if you it. crush a can, yeah. if you crush a can yeah. and throw it into a big white can bag yeah. with a bunch of beer and cans, you go to the beer store, and yeah, you get your deposit. Yes, but they're, you're very right. Yeah, only That's on liquor. A can's a can. A can. A, what's the difference between this one? Yeah. and a fucking uh, uh, the same can of Pepsi because, or Coke. Because basically, you're just paying the deposit back. But what I was saying is, why is it? That in Canada, or in Ontario anyways, why don't we have a deposit system on all plastics? Think about it. How many, just think about it in a, in a day, how many plastic bottles do you think Cornwall goes through? Just a rough estimate. A ton? A ton. Well, I'll say, I'll say a, t- a, ton, a, a, metric a ton, ton. A metric ton. A metric ton. Not a, so a metric uh, not ton. If you think about it, a plastic bottle is maybe like an ounce. And this is 50,000 people, yeah. right? How so many ounces? I, I'm probably right out how of many there. Ounces, might be more, but. How many ounces are in a metric ton? I don't know. It's, it's a thousand okay. kilograms. Now right? times so, that by five, so, five so cents or ten it's, cents. It's 2,200 pounds. Yeah. So times that by ten cents. Okay. Okay, I don't have a phone. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm you, know what, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's an economy there. Yes, and for sure. and it's a helpful economy. Yep. You know what I mean? I don't understand. Well, it's five cents a can. Usually, this one is maybe <laughs> ten. I thought you it was see. ten cents a can. Oh, this one is it, twenty cents. Ooh, what? Tall boys. Tall are boys. Cents. But either way, you're not yeah. fucking. It, it's ten cents, man. The 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 push the whole. It's so recycle. easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But like, it's easy on the Quebec side. You can recycle everything. Yeah. And 
You know what? Everybody bashes Quebec. Yeah, yeah I, I was waiting for it. Here we go. It's true, though. Yeah, Quebec. But in the end, <laughs> yeah, they yeah. kind of do have it. Yeah. At least they're pushing. They're very for nature first, and yes. I, I, you know what? You know what? It's kind of funny yeah. because they respected their First Nations Aboriginal people. Wow! And it's, they okay. yeah. they were the one province. More so than they were the other, look at Métis. Other, yeah. You know what I mean? Métis yeah. is a perfect example of that. Métis were colonial French people mating with uh, a First Nation Aboriginal people and creating a society. Yeah. And now they're actually a recognized. Aboriginal, uh, Aboriginal group. group. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you look at all the major artisan uh, products in Canada, it all comes from Quebec. And if you look up any research on that or documentaries on those companies, mm. they're nature first, not like trying to yeah. stop the carbon footprint. They were, they were Green Party before Green Party. Yeah. And that, that's they don't what, even that's think about everybody... Green Party. They're just like, no, that's just normal. Like you, that's how you do it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know and what that's, I mean? That's why everybody hates on Quebec. And don't worry. No, the I reason why everyone hates. You know why everyone hates on Quebec? Because they're French. No, it's because <laughs> it's, it's because they whined and all the they get the most capital funding from the federal government. Yeah. Because yeah. of the arts and stuff like that, and that's where it came from. And a lot of people don't realize well, that also Alberta French, and the rest of Canada is mostly English. Well, that's the and reason why BC, they lost the war. They lost the war, man. and then they 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 fought for more with the the separation. They fought for more federal government granting mm. more than other provinces, and then Alberta gets fits the bill, and and that's the reason why we almost had. Uh, a wet a Wexit in Alberta because Alberta was Are they actually still going for that or is that a so before Stephen Harper became uh, prime, prime minister, minister yeah. he was actually the leader of the Rose Party I think it was okay. and he actually fought to unite all the conservatives in the West and form the new Conservative Party mm. uh, the Conservative Party of Canada because it was the uh, there was three different parties I. Don't quote me. I can't remember which all three of ones, but we basically united all the pro, uh, all the parties mm. to become one conglomerate conservative party. Mm. And it was actually after the fact of uh, Quebec. Once he became prime minister, he's like, oh. no, it was before that. It was because of the result of uh, Quebec getting most of the the capital funding. Mm. Uh, you know what I mean? And you know what? There's nothing wrong with that because I grew up loving going to Quebec and yeah. going to the arts in the street. You know what I mean? The yep. freedom of art, uh, artistic expression in Quebec, the younger drinking age. Don't tell me anybody in Eastern Ontario doesn't have a great Quebec fucking story. Yeah, you true. do. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. do. Even if you hate Quebec, <laughs> yeah. you got a great Quebec story. You it's know what true. I mean? Everybody and they are loves, Canadian. We're everybody out. loves Quebec, but everybody yeah. hates Quebec. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, the, the reason why... It's like nobody wants to be a Quebecer, but yeah. everybody wants to go party there yeah. and have a good time. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Well, the thing is, too, is that... You know, coming over into the uh, the Ontario side, they do act very differently, and they they do act in a way of like a bit, they're a bit. And I and I have dealt with them and stuff like that, so I, I yeah. have personal knowledge of it. I deal with them all the time, that and they are nice people. And I I kind of get where they're coming from, and mm -hmm. it comes within their culture. You know, they were oppressed by the uh, the English government oh, yeah. for yeah, a very long go, time. You go back fifty years, dude. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. even. Uh, at Upper Canada Village, they had the battle of uh, where the Red Tooth battle. I think the battle of the Red Tooths, where they lost against the the English, okay. and uh, they fought for their English independence, and they lost. It's much like the the battle in uh, in in, uh, in Ireland. I think it was or Scotland. I can't remember. But anyway, so 
that yeah. cultural influence lasts a generation. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? So yeah, yeah. I can understand where they come well, from. Also the thing but, like, it's not wartime anymore. We're all fucking Canadian. Like, get yeah. over it. Yeah, you know what it's I mean? crazy. So you gave us the greatest thing in the world, puts in, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Puts in and maple syrup. Yes. Right, come on now. <laughs> Bang, uh, you know, I don't know if it came, maple syrup came from Quebec. No, it didn't. Well, I don't, I don't know, but they are the biggest producer. Yeah. That's the one. Thing. But again, <sighs> That's another reason why can, uh, Quebec is very nature first, is because they rely on those resources. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, um, is if sorry, uh, it's it's pretty funny. <laughs> if we think about it, I'm moving to Quebec, right? Yeah, and uh, we're gonna put obviously Felix Tortier. <laughs> Tortiers, that's the first thing Kay. they introduce you I'm to. Gonna, the I'm gonna come down to fall, and they get We're you gonna make far. authentic Tortier, and I'm gonna show you my recipe. And like, okay, so I want to fucking segue out of this, yeah. and move into food. Okay, yeah. So yeah, we're going back to COVID, right? COVID. Okay. So <laughs> actually, wait. So you have a gift for me? Ah, oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, I do. I've been, All right. I've been very excited to see yeah, what yeah, this yeah. is. So, oh, he's, he's got it right yeah, underneath. Yeah, I'm going to set myself up, you know, like, come on. So, okay. tell um, me about it. This year yep. is a very special year. Okay. Uh, not only because of all the world issues, mm-hmm. but me personally, mm-hmm. it's our it's my 10-year anniversary from my tour Okay. In, to Afghanistan. Okay, so we can get into that later if you if you're well, willing no, to talk I'll, about no, it. No, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I got you uh-huh. a little picture, which I thought. Unfortunately, my kids got a little something here. <laughs> we'll just call it UFOs. <laughs> All right. But this is a nice little picture of uh, this was August twenty seventh, two thousand ten, mm-hmm. in Little Reggae, yeah, Afghanistan. Okay, uh, this was our area. Of operations, mm-hmm. and it's my favorite picture mainly mm-hmm. because um, when I was there, it literally felt like I was in a land. It, it literally felt Afar- like a different world. Yeah, right. Well, you and were obviously. Yeah, yeah. But it this just shows Here, exactly. Let's get it up. Yeah. Front. So it's a little shepherd. Um, that guy's probably you know thirteen, fourteen. He's probably dead now. Odds are. Uh, wow! Yeah, it's almost like Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Which was cool. Like this was taken with a shitty, like just a shitty camera that I just carried on me every day. Ah, it won't hold. Anyways, you can put it on your wall if you want. Um, Thank you. This is amazing. But yeah, I love yeah. how the little speckle is right where his wall. Oh, it's crazy. You know, he almost looks like that's, a wizard. That's what happens when you got kids. It's like it's. Oh, this is beautiful. It almost looks painted. Eh? Mm-hmm. Hey, it almost looks painted. Dude, I can't believe how good it turned out. Wow, this um, is awesome. Uh, hopefully that I'll have to redo another one for you so that it's. No, no, this is awesome. Know, I like I, the I, I, I like the imperfection. Yeah, okay. It almost looks like he's in Egypt. I feel, I feel f- so bad because don't uh, feel bad. I had friends over. Yeah, it's actually August twenty eighth, and it was three friends from tour. Okay, and. Uh, we just shot the shit yeah. in our sunroom, and uh, I ended up taking it out. I was like, hey, check this out. You know, it's crazy. It's like 10 years plus one day mm-hmm. ago, I took this picture. Uh, we were on patrol in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it just, it's almost like a, yeah, it's a different world, right? Yeah. And like, um, 
I don't really talk too much about my tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, obviously, there's a lot of emotional attachment to it. Yeah. Right. Um, another one is like, unless you've been there, yeah, you don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have Afghanistan. Yeah. You don't have Afghanistan. <laughs> I love play on words. I'm so good at play on words. <laughs> oh yeah, you're great. I'm sorry. It's no man, I really um, appreciate this. This is amazing because. But um, I'm, I'm telling you, you will be you and me will be the only ones who ever have this picture. Cool. Right. I love I'm the this. only. I'm I love the, the little only. temple in the background. I, well, yeah, this, the mud that, hut. Yeah, it's a little mud hut. Yeah. And uh, these guys are 100% nomads. Yeah. Or were. I don't yeah. know if they're still alive. Um, Amazing. And they, they just they they just tended their sheep, which was pretty crazy because I'd be walking around full of fucking gear. Mm-hmm. Just walk by these guys. And these guys, just like it was nothing, they didn't even, yeah. they didn't even acknowledge us. Mm-hmm. They just well, went about their business. I'm sure for them, there's different reasons for that. Well, they've been at war for yeah. millennia. You know, you know I mean? and it's That's it's it's kind of crazy because you know I had a, a cabbie not too long ago. He, I was taking a cab to go see a movie at the Port Theater, and he was a Muslim fellow. Mm-hmm. And uh, for whatever reason, he wanted to spark conversation with me. And he started talking about the Muslim religion. Mm -hmm. uh, You know what I mean? And you know what I mean? Kind of recruit, yep. Yeah, it it, it almost felt like that. And, you know, it's not any different than a Christian, you know what I mean? Orthodox Christian or Jew trying to, you know, convert people or whatever. But I really appreciated him opening up and just having generalized conversation. And I didn't realize is that actually Muslims believe in jesus christ oh yeah they, they, they do and I, I, didn't even, I, I didn't even know i've that. never read the quran personally yeah. uh i've and never read the whole bible yeah you know, and but he, he he went on to talk about how uh muhammad mm-hmm. actually warned uh the arabian people or the arabic people about the arabic people were going to find a mountain of gold within the the east Mm. And that to not to take it because it would create a lot of devastation within the world. Mm. And then he's like, he looked at me and he's like, what do you think that means? I was like, well, Saudi Arabia found a mountain of oil. And he's like, exactly. And he's like, how much has the world suffered since that day? Since Mm. the, uh, the Arab nations decided to cultivate that that oil mm-hmm. and how much death and devastation has caused from that so i thought that was very interesting you yeah. know what i mean i know he was trying to recruit in a sense but he also was trying to share share his thoughts a and ideas yeah and i and i i totally respected that yep um and i thought that was very interesting because again like i didn't even realize that muslims do believe uh, in Jesus Christ, which I, f- I thought it was a complete opposite. I thought the creation of uh, Islam was uh, despite Jesus Christ and, and, yeah. and the Ju- uh, Judaic religions. But so. in the end, they use him. As, yeah, he he's a prophet, but he's not the prophet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, he and we, we kind of saw him. Yeah, we well, the way him, he described it is that God sent a tri- uh, a prophet to every tribe of the world to know the the name mm. of God, yep. so that. The excuse that you don't know who God is, or true God, mm. is whenever you reach the gates of St. Peter's or whatever, mm. uh, cannot be, um, basically can't say that because every, he, God had sent a prophet to every tribe to uh, the world yeah. to know the word of God. 
which is kind of crazy because yeah. if we've all watched Zeitgeist, yeah. you know, we all know yeah. that we, you it know, every, yeah, yeah, that it falls in it. So I thought it was very interesting and yeah. I really, um, I really, I really embraced it. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was very cool and yeah. it all just goes to show you how much, uh, we're all one people yeah. and, you know, together, you know, as much as, a lot of things were divided right now. Mm. Uh, together is how we get things done. Yeah, and uh, I'd really, I really like to believe in that aspect. You know, yes, we have our differences and and a lot of stuff, but to to I find it's more exhausting to to think of reasons to hate somebody yeah. than it is to find a common ground and yeah. grow together. You know what? I've been there, um, seeing friends get hurt. Luckily, nobody died. Yeah. Um, but if I were in their position, mm-hmm. I would do the same thing. Yeah. Right? Why wouldn't you, right? Exactly. Yeah. We're in Canada, and Canada got t- taken over by yeah. a foreign country. Yep. That had a different religious belief. Yeah. If we were religious, yeah. to a certain degree, you know what I mean? Yeah. We would both do the same. I guarantee you'd be on the same boat. Um, but of course. back to what you're saying... Mm-hmm. The whole religion thing, uh, I read something probably, I don't know, somewhere on the internet, obviously. Uh, <laughs> so where it was like this old native fella. Yeah. Uh, a priest came up to him and he's like, if you don't follow the word of God, mm-hmm. you're going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you never told me, would I have gone to hell? But he's again, like, no. But he's like, no, you wouldn't. And he's like, why did you tell me then? Right? Yeah. So it, but again, like, and it all falls in with that's the same exact question I, I asked this uh, Muslim fellow, and he said all tribes of man were given a prophet. Mm. And it's crazy you said that because I read a book on shamanism a long time ago. Yep. And they actually uh, there's an old folktale within shamanistic cultures of the white tribe. Mm. Uh, the white tribe were the chosen ones, and this is just strictly off of the book that I read. Yep. It's called Shamanism for Beginners. Uh, and it, it was about this guy from California who did uh, extensive research on shamanistic cultures. This is not my opinion at all. I'm just regurgitating what he said. Yeah. Uh, but basically what uh, his finding has found is that the tribe of the Northmen, the, mm. white, the white tribe, were given the knowledge of the greater unknown mm. to guide the people of the world to, greater, to greatness uh, and that they were supposed to uh, give the gift of knowledge to the people, mm. uh, but unfortunately, and, you know, if you look at it, you know, like that's basically what happened. Mm. Uh, but obviously, in- failed on that at retrospect. Well, uh, I don't yeah, know if there's yeah. any lividity to it, yeah. but it's very, it's very interesting to think that like this guy did his research and that ancient shamanic people were ta- talking about the tribes of men, and there was five tribes of all kinds of men, mm. and it all goes back to how all five tribes of peoples mm. uh, were given this esoteric knowledge at a very young age in their tribal state mm. and that it was foreseen that the white tribe and even before, and there's a lot of folktales talking about how 
Native American uh, or Aboriginal First Nations people in their culture knew the coming of the white tribe. Mm. There's a lot of uh, shamans that actually predicted that to come. Now, I'm just reading this out of literature. I don't, I'm not, I don't know if this is fact or not. Yeah, and there's a million books out there. with. But if yep. you do your research uh, in the book that I'm, I'm quoting, this is, this is what he had found. And, and I think that's very interesting. And it, it all goes back into the whole, like, the dragon theory, how, like, a lot of cultures believe that, you know, of this dragon... Uh, creature uh and yet they were not connected but yet they were all connected by one thing you know what i mean so it almost makes you realize or maybe think like were we all connected at one time like that higher frequency yeah, were we maybe. all vibrating were we all on wi-fi at one point yeah. where we could connect to people you yeah. know what i mean not knowingly but just kind of in, like instinctively intuitively kind of, yeah. you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. it's a very uh it's a very provocative thinking, and you know, it'd be nice to see if there's any facts towards it. But if you look at ancient cultures, even like um, Joseph Campbell, which is a a great uh, literary English writer, uh, he's an American writer, mm. but he created the the book called The Hero of a Thousand Faces. Uh, if anybody who reads books, I highly recommend that book. It's called The Hero of a Thousand Faces. It's by Joseph Campbell. And basically, he created the narrative of the hero's journey. Mm. And the hero's journey is that if you've ever watched a movie mm. like Star Wars, yep. that's the hero's journey. Yep. The hero, the protagonist, yep. uh, is a lost soul, this young man yep. who or woman goes yep. on this, finds an old wisdom soul, says that he's prophesied to be the one the to change one. things, the great one, mm. goes on this journey of learning all these things, these trials, mm. uh, and it comes full circle where he ends up facing himself, which is like in Star Wars, the father, yeah. Darth Vader, yeah. which in German means the father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Does it really? Yeah. It really? yeah. So like, it's funny, whenever the first Star Wars came out, a lot of Germans were like, well, obviously I knew he was... The father, the father, Darth Vader, I mean, yeah. the father. Yeah. But yeah, so it's really crazy if you look into history and you, you make the dots in connection, a lot of things make sense, mm. you know, and, and, and I implore anybody to really read this book by Joseph Campbell. He even talks about how every person has been gifted this journey dream where it's a dream that you always remember for the rest of your life where you go in this dream and you're like a, it's going through a trial mm. and it basically defines who you are. Yeah. And it's very interesting that we're talking about this right now because that very same dream that I had yeah. uh, goes in with yeah. three years ago yeah. whenever we went up into Gracefield up in the mountains. Yeah. And I that, was... That's a special place. It is a very special place. I don't know what it place. is about that place. It's always so, been... Different. I'm going to talk about my dream a little bit, and yep. then I'm going to talk about the um, about the my interaction I had. So in my dream, I had I woke up three times, mm. and each time that I went back to sleep, I went exactly where I was in the dream. Mm. So in my dream, I started out where I was going down by the water, and I was fishing, mm. and I was attacked by this like fish, and it attacked me by the neck, and he said a bunch of words and things he was speaking into my soul and then I woke up whenever he attacked me mm. and then when I went back to bed I woke up I woke up in my dream to me just still touching my neck yeah and then in that dream 
I was down by the, the water bank on Boundary Road at the community dock, and everything was like Mars. It was red. Yeah. And everything was like uh, all the people that I knew were like vampires, and like they were like smoking entities that were trying to suck things from me. Mm. And I was like basically on the defense. And then once I got to my cottage, I fell into a closet. Mm. And then in the closet, I woke up as I was falling. Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up again, mm-hmm. I woke up to me falling into this nether realm of this place, this mystical place where I was greeted by three wise women. Uh, in that dream, they told me things about my life, um, <laughs> word for word, that was actually going to happen in my life that actually did happen, mm-hmm. which... You know, a lot of people could say that's just, you know what I mean? Just yeah, being just crazy. Yeah, it's just kind of piece to, piece If anybody knows me very well, I have a very good memory. Yep. Uh, like an elephant. And I, I held that for a very long time. So whenever I fell to the third dream, that's when the, it was the longest part of my dream. And basically, I went on this hero's journey, this mm. thing of where Joseph Campbell talks about. Uh, in this book, much like the the trials of Tartarus and stuff like that, mm. where I went to this trial that I needed to collect these um, these relics, these part of myself that through life that I would have to attain to yeah. become who I am, and at the end of it, I tried to um, face the thing that was darkness inside me, and it was in a forested area in a grove and it was this big big black entity mm-hmm. with eyes staring back at me and right before and i was like i collected a sword and a shield and an amulet through this journey yeah. uh and once i got to that thing that i was trying to slay that demon or thing about me um i got woken up by my mom mm. Okay, so but that image of like this black bearish figure yeah. uh haunted me for a while so that weekend, three years ago, yeah. to the day, this day of three years ago, uh, me and Eric, we went out to the bush. And Jeff. And Jeff, yeah. uh, and also and Pat, Pat yeah, yeah. and uh, no, Aldo. No, no, it was all four. It was just a, a, Yeah, because Pat showed up. The, anyways, the night before, yeah. we got fucking shit. Right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. did. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay. But anyways. Yeah, continue, because so, I, got, I got something to go about the shitter thing. So I am a very light sleeper, mm-hmm. and I couldn't sleep because everybody was furiously snoring so i woke up i, I basically I was up till three in the morning <laughs> so all of us were carrying guns at the time yeah. uh, i had my sks at the time yeah. and so i decided i was like Enfield here i said fuck it i said i'm not gonna sleep tonight i know i'm not gonna sleep tonight uh i'm just gonna go make because we were up in the mountains we were probably what like 10 minutes up the mountain yeah yeah so i decided i was like fuck it i'll put my headlamp on Grab my gun, grab my gear, I'll go back down to the cottage, I'll mm. sleep there, and then in the morning, I'll come back up. I'll meet everybody up in the morning. Mm. Well, I hadn't left camp five minutes, and I was greeted with those same eyes looking right back at me. Yeah. And it was and a when bl- you got a headlamp And on. it was a black bear, it, yeah. and I came face-to-face with, and it was like an instant uh, deja vu moment of that instance yeah, yeah. where... Um, I was in I was in the state of fear, but the state of readiness. Mm. You know what I mean. And I stood there, he stood there, and at any time I could have shot, but I didn't because yeah. I wanted to see what would happen. Mm. So as I moved forward, the bear ran away. Yeah, uh, he didn't attack me or anything. Which my understanding is that in the fall they are known to be prone to more attack. 
people. Well, they're hungry. Right? Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're foraging for, for yeah, yeah for hibernation. Uh, so anyway, so I remember I going back to base camp, scared out of my mind, yeah. uh, and I ended up coming out of that experience once I went home, uh, appreciating my life more. Yeah. And then it didn't hit me until later how full soul circle, how much that dream that I've been carrying my whole life up into that point mm. made sense into that. And it was almost like my journey started after that point where it was like that was a very crucial point in my life like where, where it's almost. like the journey in my dream mm-hmm. stopped and then i came to face to face with that same interaction you like hit like a, a checkpoint and then it was like deal. the dream world finally caught up to my physical world mm-hmm. and it was like okay now your real journey begins mm-hmm. and it was funny because that is whenever i decided to change my career and change everything in my life and be and create the world that I want today. And I think it's a lot of people could say it's co- coincidental, mm. but I'd like to believe that, you know, it, it has lividity. And if anybody decides to read Joseph Campbell's book mm. and anybody remembers a dream like they had like that, and it, and it comes into their real world, I think it's something that you would always hold dear in your life. And it's, a, that's my story. That's Joseph Campbell. And, I really implore people to read that book. So, yeah, yeah and it's it's actually you know, I three years to this day. Is it, that, is that, it today? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah, three years to this day that yeah. that happened. So, and my, we're and we're recording it today. Yeah, so pretty, I think that's pretty, amazing. Yeah, I think it is, it's amazing. It is, it's, it's funny how like we didn't even try to. Make yeah, it, it just happen. happened. It just happened Exa- yeah. again. It just happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Things yeah. just happen. So you pay attention. That being it said, happens. The yeah. night before, yeah. we got shittered. Yep. Um. And I remember we were pretty fucking hungover because Pat was not happy. Yeah. Yeah, right? Because we were fucking dundies. Like, yeah, yeah. We were drinking, but we weren't. We weren't really drinking. Do you think that if you would have been sober, mm-hmm. you would have had the same experience? Not not saying that, like, you were hammered because we, we definitely I was sober, we, though. We were, but we yeah. weren't, right? So we were hungover. Well, the thing was. We, but, okay, so yeah, yeah. if you look at Native Americans. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it. Anyways. It's okay. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Um, if you look at them, their rituals, mm-hmm. um, they always look at bringing you to a point where mentally you're, it's not that you're not there. Mm-hmm. You were definitely there. But, it, you know, they, they talk about like, oh, you had a vision. Yeah. Right? Type deal. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But you can't have that vision if you're fully sober. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. you have to be obviously tired. You have to be in, well, yeah, they, they fasted like pain, state, fasted, fasted state, state yeah, yeah. right? And then also, or a state of fear. Yeah. Because the thing is, is that uh, what, the part that I didn't say about this story is yeah. that the whole time you guys passed out and I was in honestly a state of fear the entire time. Yeah. I was, you're in an environment I was, you're not used to. I was sipping on whiskey the whole night, yeah. but I wasn't, I wasn't drunk mm-hmm. because we remember we had a huge dinner. That yeah, glorious yeah. dinner, yep. which is, I'm pretty sure, the reason why the bear came to us in yeah. the first oh, place. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. They probably yeah. smelled every yeah. every animal smelled yeah. that in the le- in the yeah. ten kilometer radius. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. But that, that's what I'm trying to say is yeah. that it's almost like uh, they, they talk about these visions, mm-hmm. and it's like you you can't have it without mm-hmm. being in an altered state, yeah. whether it be through like and many many. Um, Cultures, cultures, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, cultures. Mm-hmm. We'll use either psychedelics, 
They'll mm-hmm. use pain. Ayahuasca, fasting, uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they'll use being sleep fucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like maybe that's why you got that. Yeah. Because obviously you were tired. Yeah. Right? Yep. You were exhausted. Yeah. You had a yep. bit of drinks. Yeah. But we we definitely did not because Pat was pissed that we, we, we didn't fire it up with him. Yeah, we didn't get drunk. Remember? No. And that's why he was mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, he wanted uh, us to stay up late and And then you were also, like you said, in a bit of fear <coughs> yeah. where you weren't in a normal heightened. environment and heightened, heightened senses. Yeah. Heightened senses. Because I remember yeah. I remember and it's the funny thing is is I heard right before it happened, uh Fox yelping. Yeah. You, you, you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All night and he kept me up all night. Yeah. And the funny thing is is uh when I was uh younger, I, I was actually interacted with foxes a lot. Hmm. Uh and since I've been working with the shaman, a lot of people don't realize is that uh I'm actually going through training to become a shaman. Yeah. Uh I was going through some personal issues. Hmm. Uh I've I went through the uh the methodical way and went and did some uh, counseling and stuff like that and I just didn't feel that it worked very well and then I, I met up with a, a shaman a uh, and I went uh, I went uh, and did a uh, funny thing is is that she actually gifted me uh, this seashell mm. which is she's done many uh, sage burnings with uh, and it was a gift it does look like it's been used yeah so it was a great gift and uh she, I have told her my interactions that I've had, these things that I've had, these visions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she implored me that I should take her shamanic training course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and looking back on all these things that I've had in my life and these things that I've held so dear to myself and these mm-hmm. like complacent feelings that I've always had about being dream world and trying to differentiate things... Um, I just felt that it was the right move for me. And I really like the idea where you're saying like you're in a state of, you know, fear or altered state. Yeah. You know what I mean? To realize that one true thing. Now, I could be completely crazy and that could just be coincidence. But the the idea that we are connected to nature and it, it, it made me that day made me really realize how much I needed to be reconnected with nature again Mm. and really be connected with myself. Mm. You know, I wasn't being true to myself for a very long time. Mm. I created a lot of uh, problems in my own life, chasing things that were things that I didn't really want in my life. And I felt that was like a focal point where I, like I said, the dream stopped there. I held that every day in my life. And then that thing happened, and it was and like moved forward. it yeah, was like I made yeah I made that ethereal jump from like mental spiritual to like physical, and it was it was it was honestly so beautiful. It was amazing, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, man, it was it was a lot of fun, and it, it was mm-hmm. so scary, but at the same time, it was so beautiful, and it's it really has defined who I am. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy that you found that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I'm happy that it didn't break you. you know well, what I, mean? I it, thank you because you, you know, without you, that wouldn't have never happened. You know what I mean? Without your cottage being up yeah, there, that's and, true. But well, again, I, is I, that, I'm not to be thanked here. My parents are the ones to be, thanked. <laughs> you know, because I mean? they're the ones who bought it. And that, you know, it's yeah. funny. The funny story about that place is that they bought that place before they even had a house. Really? So they were renting, mm-hmm. and they purchased. And like, I, uh, like my parents will tell me all the time that, like. 
my so my dad's from Europe, but my mom's mm-hmm. mom was snapping, mm-hmm. saying like, "What the fuck are you doing? You're buying the car. You don't even have a house." What like what's wrong with you? <laughs> Nowadays it'd be the complete opposite. Yeah, yeah. It was just something about it, right? <laughs> yeah. And then every person that goes there, I don't know one person that doesn't come out of that place. And like I've been I've been to cottages everywhere. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? I've been we've been to a bunch of places. That place is very special. There's something about it. There's a very I don't know. I, I, it's I very, can't explain it. it, it there, there's no like mythical anything written anywhere about it but there's something but does there need to be you know what i mean it's true it's It's, true there's something very special about that because even the last time we went there was a very turbulent time yep uh and i found out of that turbulent time it was very necessary yeah we all moved forward from it. you know like even myself i was lying to myself saying i didn't have internal issues you know i know me and you we went through a little argument you know but we can move on to that afterwards you know what i mean Yeah, yeah yeah but it, it it creates that place created a lot of moving parts within ourselves that in in our in our lives that we have it, it they wouldn't have it wouldn't have Wait, started you, you know it's like the you don't oil get anywhere without stepping on your dick yeah right yeah that's a, that's a big that's a big thing <laughs> I like to say wanna... I like to say it's the oil to our gears okay, that have dried yeah, up yeah yeah I like to say you step on your dick every once in a while and you learn <laughs> well, from yeah, it. <laughs> yeah well you've been in the army longer than yeah, I have yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, see yeah, how yeah. that analogy goes yeah 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 no but it is but, a very special place but everybody does it and yeah but maybe it is it maybe it's just for us yeah and I maybe. I hope so. Yeah. And no, that place is I, just for us. But I yeah. implore anybody find to find place. that place. Yeah. yeah. Find that place yeah. where it is completely in nature and really yeah. reflect. There's nothing wrong with putting the phone down and looking within yourself yeah. and and really accepting things that you just don't understand. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Try to figure that stuff out. Yeah. You know, it's not stupid. It's not no. corny. Well, well it's especially human. nowadays, is we people, are human. people aren't bored. People aren't sitting there yeah. just like figuring things out or anything. People, the they're second numb. they get bored, yep, they're numb, bro. They jump on That's it. it. Yeah. They're, they're numb. Yeah, yeah, I really wish people would think about these kind of things. And that's really where the reason why I started this podcast because... Uh, I just feel that people maybe need to look at different things. Yes, science is a science fact. It is. But like, you know, like reading this... uh, No, you're going 100 years from now. Yeah. I I guarantee you, most of the science facts we have now will not be science facts. Yeah. They will be ridiculed and seen as, wow, they were primitive back then. Yeah. Yeah. Might even be fifty years from now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like I was, I was, I was listening to this audio book by uh, John uh, Cunningham, who wrote the book on Wicca, mm-hmm. and uh, it was basically talking about like uh, Wiccan culture and Wiccan, the Wiccan religion, mm-hmm. and uh, and stuff. And it, he really hit a lot of points on how magic can be scientifically explained. Because you just need time, but you just need time exactly. Catch up to it. And the thing is, is that. Magic isn't something like, like, you like that. It, it, magic well, is. Well, it is and it isn't. Well, like a Wiccan right? ritual is basically like you make a ritual, mm-hmm. whereas you make something conscious and something real. Would you ever the grow grow rich, like think think and grow rich? Yeah, that is one hundred and one Wiccan magic. Yeah. Because every, whenever, from my understanding, from John Cunningham's book, is basically 
that's what you put wicked enough is. energy towards you, it and it you, will happen. you focus on what like say you want to pay a bill well you take that bill you draw it out and then you what say, you do is you burn it and, and and you you mentally make a note that you're burning this bill saying that you've paid this bill and you're trying to accumulate money and then in your daily life you're conscious of the fact that you will attract money to pay that bill it's the same thing as the memory board on think and grow rich it's the same thing it's the same thing it's it's practical magic even even in Catholicism, the whole ritual that, that you go through, sitting, kneeling, singing, blah, 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 mm. it's the same thing. It's a ritual. It's magic. Mm. Magic is not something for the ethereal plane. It is a mental and spiritual thing, one yep. in itself. It's one of the same. So, that's, so on my way here, I was thinking about this. Yeah. And like the more and more I look at life, mm-hmm. um, I love this. I want to look at this again. He looks like a wizard, eh? Looks like, he looks like he's putting magic. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's you funny know? how it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. I love the impur- impurity about it. I love end, it. Like the more I, the more I look at him, um, not that picture. Yeah, but yeah, life yeah, yeah. No, in no. general. Yeah, yeah. And and how the more theories come out that we are in a game is literally. Oh, what it, I'm glad you brought this up. Continue it's it's literally what life is. Yeah. Right. It's like the more energy you put into something, the yeah. more. And that's why I encourage everybody to do anything to just keep moving forward yeah that's the big the biggest yes. thing is keep moving forward yeah so you'll take your shaman your your shaman training yep and from there mm-hmm. you will learn something yep. whether you use it now mm-hmm. or later on mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. it's still there that knowledge is mm-hmm. not gone yeah right mm-hmm. so it just it goes on and on and on and on and then from it, we're literally there's if we're not in a game, then game makers mm-hmm. have made it so good to this point mm-hmm. where we're starting to confuse reality with a game, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it, it's amazing that, like, if you just put the energy towards it, mm-hmm. not, not, not like ooh, feeling no. energy. I'm just talking about your mental yeah. energy towards yeah. something. Yep. I see it all day long. Yeah. I, see, I see I see people and they're just they're just heads down mm-hmm. working towards a goal. Yeah. And in the end these people are going to get very far from it. Yeah. And it, it might not be you know like so as a military man mm-hmm. I'll be retired at the age of 47, mm-hmm. 48, something like that. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> kind of But then I'm hoping yeah. that that's me essentially graduating from high, you know what i mean everything's yeah. a level yeah and like, yeah and in the end yeah whatever knowledge you accumulate along the line mm-hmm. it's not it's not a material no thing that's important no. it really isn't no what it is is it's the knowledge of you moving forward yeah and that's where i think like we we might actually be in a fucking game yeah and maybe people are offing themselves because they just can't take that game you're right. Like, is well, it- the thing is, is that life is a game, and it's very interesting because you can. There's so many avenues, mm-hmm. and I struggled this one as a as a teen mm-hmm. uh, while I was in I high think school. Everybody does, right? Uh, what am I going to do? When more I grow so up? than more so than ever for grow me, up. anyways, because I got kicked out of high school mm-hmm. because I chose not to go to class because I wasn't really? stimulated enough. Yep. 
I didn't have enough in class hours, but okay, yeah, I, I, was, was, I was bored. I was basically I was basically I was living I was a college. I was a living a college life yeah. in high school. Yeah, but the rules didn't allow me to do that because yeah. I was handing in all my work. And yeah, all my see, work, I, all no my work, work was getting 80s or yeah. 70s, you know. Yeah. But because I didn't have in enough class time, I couldn't pass. So they kicked me out, yeah. and I had to go through this whole thing. Well, during that time, mm. I didn't know what I wanted to be. I was struggling with a lot of things. I was struggling with addiction. I was struggling with personal issues peer with like pressure, peer pressure friends. and like yeah. friends and how like some of my friends were jocks some of my friends were preps some of my friends were stoners so i was i was i just wanted to hang out with everybody but mm-hmm. the thing was is that you know in high school you started to realize there is like a, a social structure mm-hmm. and you, you learn that about yourself in high school but for me i was like fuck that I didn't want to be that. I yeah, was like, you want to be the, the I want to be, I want to be, and it's kind of funny because, uh, during my time at CCVS, I, all my breaks, I studied in the library about Judaism mm-hmm. and there's one book about Judaism where they basically took all the major religion head of states or head of whatever mm-hmm. and took them in and made them feel like we were all part of one thing. You know what I mean? And I really hit that home with that because even though we are indifferent of our ideas, we have to remember we are still just the fucking same. We're just a collective. And if we want to fight and disagree, you're just going to make it harder for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like there is a, there, we are able to compromise. We are able to create something where we, everybody can be involved. Well, first of all, your opinion right now is not going to be the same in 10 years. No. Even a year. Well, my now, opinion hasn't change. changed in 10 years. This has been my opinion even as a kid. Yeah. Okay. So uh, maybe you're on the right track on that. Yeah. But like realistically, your, your opinion is going to modify. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't. Yes, I agree. I just become more knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I felt that the more knowledge I get, the more I understand of how much it's important to include everyone. Mm -hmm. And that's always been my idea that everybody, even even as a supervisor, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have all the fucking answers, man. I don't. No. But if I can lead a crew of people who maybe is good at something. I can learn from that somebody, even if they're like only 18, 20 years old, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to shun them. I want them yep. to excel because then very, I can that's grow. That's very mature. Like for, for my you work. You know what I mean? So in my line of work, the way it works is, you know, private corporal, master corporal, sergeant, yeah. whatever. Once people hit master cor- corporal, you're ready to get a bit of power, mm-hmm. right? They have... <laughs> Yeah, right? So, so, so they have lackeys under them. Yes. Right? Fucking so master corporals. A lot of people get drunk with that power. Yes. And you're a fucking, you're, 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 you're not much. Yeah. You're still a corporal. You're yeah. a working rank master corporal, right? So you're just a dude who's trustworthy mm-hmm. to be trustworthy. You're with also a, small a role group model. Of people. Yeah. Role model. Yeah. You should be. You yeah. should be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But... A lot of people run away with that. They say, oh, I have power. And yeah. then they, 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 they bite into because they, they get a taste of both worlds. Yeah. Right? So yeah. they're like, oh, yes, I was a corporal and I was a private. Yeah. And I'm still friends with all these I people. I remember how I'm they treated me. So I'm going to continue that fucking logic. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That's exactly. why. That's yeah. why I almost feel like life only selects a certain few to diffuse that mold. Yeah. Much like myself, much like you, and I feel like most of the group that we've grown up with are all in the same mindset. individuals. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, I, well, I see the way I like to do things. Yeah. Whenever I'm in charge, which hasn't been. The, I haven't been in charge in a couple of years, yeah. but before that... Well, you've been married a while, so... <laughs> exactly, it's been <laughs> a while. <laughs> but when I'm in charge <laughs> yeah. at work, yeah. what I like to do is, mm-hmm. here's the problem, Yeah, right here. Yeah, figure it problem. out. Problem, no. You're working under me, you're working on me, you're working on me. Yep. Give me your opinion, what you think you should do. Yeah. Give me your opinion, Empower. give me your opinion. Empower. I'm going to give my opinion, Yeah. and on. then I'm going to... Either amalgamate, mm-hmm. unless Buddy's right the fuck out of her. Mm-hmm. If he's if he's gone, yeah. And I'm sorry, dude. You, you <laughs> yeah. Sorry, it just makes no. <laughs> I'll sense. I'll listen to you, but no. I'll listen to you. Yeah, but sorry, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This, yeah. this this day was not your day. All right. <laughs> and then someday I I have my days. You know what I mean? Reset. I fuck up more than not more often than not. Yeah. Yeah. And it's good to fuck up. Yeah. But also, how do you learn as a leader? Yeah. You shouldn't be dictating everybody. You should be taking everybody's input. Yes. And then you should have the common sense to make it into a plan and use, not use everyone's, but at least kind of deviate so that everybody is included and happy with the outcome. Because the thing as a leader, you want to grow people's skills. And if you're not growing someone's skill set, you're failing as a leader. If somebody is good at math and you're not, you take advantage of you're that. like, hey, I'm not really hey But what, also you also what you, have to you also have to know yeah. when it's because you can't just use him for math. No. You have to build him in all the other stuff. Obviously you have to right? look over his You work. have to you have to challenge him, right? Yeah. Cause then he when he's a leader, he's gonna have to know a bit a bit more, right? Yes. There's it's a level. Yeah. But this is where I come back to the game thing. Yeah. Where it is a game. It is a game. But it's a game that once you hit supervisor level, you can change the game. Mm-hmm. You have control. And it's, it's kind of funny because I just went through a job interview today. Um, and they asked me, they're like, you know, in a supervision role, where do you excel? And the first thing that I had to say was that I excel when my team excels. I'm only as good as my weakest link. Yep. And if I can't boost the morale of my individual team mm. to think for themselves and be self-sufficient and be confident in themselves to do what they need to do, yep. then I have failed as a supervisor. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Because you're not molding the next generation. No. And- I'm molding them to be free thinkers and the idea that modeling from my model of be a free thinker and be positive and help preserve the idea of helping each other. Yeah. You know, you yeah. are a team. Yeah. Hey, you're you you're good at like in the like when we in BMQ, mm. we had one kid he was good athletically. So he whenever we do uh, he was retarded mentally. Yeah. He was. <laughs> retarded <laughs> as, Whoa, yeah. easy people. Retarded in Just stop saying that word. Yeah, yeah. retarded. <laughs> but you don't I know. Can't say it. But retarded. No. What? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> He doesn't mean that in any reductory. But what, what what we're trying to say is that everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. And whenever you're in a role of supervisor, you need to encourage people of what they're really good at and really empower them to be 
confident in that. And then once and they gain confidence in that, they're going to exact I was just going to say help. that. They're going to look at their peers of being confident in everything and they're going to go to them and be like, "Hey man, I'm really good at this. Do you mind help me with this if I help you with this?" Yep. And it creates a sense of community, of yep. a sense of team, you know yep. what I mean? Yep. Yep. And I really think that as a society we need more of that. Yeah. So know? now I'm going to step into let's put our helmets on. Mm. Okay, we're going back to Afghanistan 10 years ago now. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> Warrant Anthony Jones. Warrant good Anthony man. Jones. Yes, good man. Warrant. And he knows he's a good man. Everybody know. Everybody who knows him knows he's a good Warrant, man. thank you for your service, brother. Yeah, buddy. He's still in. Is he? He's MWO now. But at the time, I will always know him. As yeah. Warrants are always so fucking There's good, something eh? about it. There's something about it. You know? Warrants are so kick-ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every warrant I've ever met. Well, no, I've known a <laughs> lot of fucking assholes. Well, but he's he's yeah. one of those top-notch guys. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I've learned a lot from him, and yeah. I, I derive a lot of my knowledge from that guy. Yeah. But, so if we go back in time, that guy indirectly trained me to save him okay so give context of how you saved him okay tell him tell okay talk so i am the 57th canadian to receive the medal of military valor Yay. sdng so the medal of military valor well yeah sdng highlander as an up SD&G the glens baby yeah buddy um, so it was created in 1991, I believe. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And since then, I was the 57th member to receive it. Um, so whenever we, I showed up as a reservist mm-hmm. to one RCR. Uh, careful when you tap your chest oh, there. Sorry. <laughs> as, uh, sorry. So I was a reservist or an augmentee mm-hmm. at, uh, one RCR. Uh, for Task Force 110, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> which was, uh, so I showed up there April, whatever, mid-April, mm-hmm. right, right before my birthday. Yeah. And then we did our pre-training, everything, and that guy, so every day we would do PT in the morning, right? We do our personal training uh, as a platoon, and it was essentially like hockey tryouts. That's the best way to describe it. So okay. we started off as, I think, I want to say like 60 people. Mm. And a platoon is 44, give or take. Mm. Yeah, I know, it's a weird number. Numbers, no, no, yeah, 44. Yeah, so what, it's 12, it's 11, yeah, it's 11 times 4, right? So yeah. there's yeah. your 1, 2, 3 yeah. section plus your yeah. headquarters section. Yeah, makes sense. So 44 people, give or take, yep. with your fucking leadership. Yeah, I see. Um, so every morning we would do our PT, uh, mm-hmm. and we would do, uh, so it was a run down RCD Hill, it's called, mm-hmm. and then we run towards Jubilee Hill and whatever. The one morning, uh, we were doing, uh, fire team partner training. So we would do like fire t- or, um, what is it? Fireman carries. Yep. Right. Yep. So we would do that up the hill. Back mm-hmm. down the hill, up right. the hill, down the hill. Cool. Um, I don't know. Maybe I was on, on top of my shit that day. Yeah. Uh, and I was doing just good. Just giving her. Yeah, I was just giving her. Be Monet. Yeah, I wasn't hungover that morning. You know what I mean? Uh, the rest, ah, of, come the, the rest on. of the crew was. You were always a good athlete. Yeah, I was, pr- I was always been pretty You're good. Always but good you know athletes. what? You'd be surprised how many fucking good athletes join the military. Yeah. Um, 
But that morning, somehow, uh, I got chosen, and they're saying, hey, like, I think like a week later, they're like, you're going to be TCCC, which is, sorry, TCCC, mm-hmm. which is Tactical Combat Casualty Care. Essentially a medic's assistant. Yeah, med tech, right? Uh, no. So no? a med tech is an actual trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was a medic's assistant. So, so you're so still infantry. Still infantry. Uh, you're basically, I just had a med bag on me. Yeah. And I was basically if the, the med- medic. I was the medic's bitch. <laughs> yeah. So if the right? medic got hit, you're like, Not uh, even. Not no? even. So the way it worked yeah. is, let's say that we had casualties. Yeah. Um, the medic yeah. would be Directed. in charge. Yeah. And yep. then I would be doing the work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, and he chose me to do that. Cool. Probably because you're your nature but anyways. not even not even no because as a t- the thing anyways that, okay. continue continue yeah, though continue yeah. so, with the story okay so he chose me to be TCCC yeah uh, I went on this three week course yep where they gave me they gave us the basics so mm-hmm. they did uh, nasal passage airways um, obviously like not advanced first aid probably just below that mm-hmm. you know what I mean just mm-hmm. like I can't qualify none of the qualifications just right under ambulance be- no. So like, did you get uh, so medics, qualified on like uh, like shock whenever like with the the head you know got to hold the head if you yeah so is is yeah. first aid yeah, yeah. basically just, a cop. just above that right? basically a cop okay so cop NPA, NPA so na- nasal passage airway they, they you learn how to put a thing in your buddy's nose in case he's passed out and he can't breathe okay I did it sea level it, with yeah. St John's I never learned okay that, so. it's, it's, it's way beyond that. yeah and then like uh, needle decompression in oh. case your lung is fucking collapsed yeah definitely way beyond yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they they do a bit of things they do the the tourniquets and this and that yeah and yeah whatever they which make we had crawl, fun with and then they do a mass cad situation where they toss a bunch of fucking remember that we did the tourniquets with McKenna and alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, the, the the pupils are dilated. Okay, <laughs> remember, McKenna, Monet, don't run it too 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 fast, man. He's gonna fucking get a blood cut. <laughs> McKenna, that's yeah, a gem. Um, yeah, Anyways, fucking, yeah, that guy is a gem. He's a fucking. He's gem. a fucking. One Ryan, if you're watching this, I fucking love one you, of a buddy. kind, bud. Love you, McKenna. <laughs> Anyways, so I did I did the training. Everything was good. Yep. Uh, end up in Afghanistan. Uh, so we were. So I showed up. Remember, you guys had a party for me on my birthday, mm-hmm. and then six days later, I went to Afghanistan. So April twenty fifth mm-hmm. is when I went to Afghanistan. July. So we're gonna backdate, anyways. So July eighth, the uh, what? Not brigade commander. The fucking uh, fuck you. Who's watching it? The. <laughs> Anyways, the commander showed up at our FOB. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, everybody just fucking popped (laughs) smoke and nobody showed up. And you know what I mean? Like, you just came around and, like, you'd see him. You'd be like, okay, cool. I'm going to go take the back door and have a smoke out there. You know, you don't want to fucking talk to that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like Colonel or he might. I'm pretty sure he's like Colonel. And then there's obviously the chief there. You don't want to be around those guys. On their way out, so they hopped in their lav and they were heading back towards CAF. Right. And in between Spurwingar and Massimgar, there's a place called. This such badass names. I know. This is this is the <laughs> That's best. That's like place. Nordic culture. Uh, another rap. place, Stalingrad. Sketcha. <laughs> yeah. So, so this badass. this village called Sketcha. Yeah. Anyway. So sketchy. <laughs> yeah. Sketchy as fuck. Anyway, so 
they're driving by, <laughs> yep. and the chief's lav is the last vehicle, mm-hmm. and they got hit with an RPG. Okay. They took some casualties. Nobody died. Um, and then they took off. So casualties, but no one died. Yeah. So, so obviously some... people got their bells rung. So not in. casualties, but... They were casualties. Is that what, how they label it? Yeah, technically you're a casualty, right? If you if you fucking yeah, you're get injured, NSF, you're a casualty. You're, you're unable if to. If you're killed, yeah. you're yeah. FSA. Okay. Or, no. NSF? VSA. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, of course. Sorry, I'm losing myself. It's been 10 years. That was me. Give me a break. Yeah, that was me, not you. Obviously, the next day, Mm -hmm. since the commander's fucking lav group got hit, what do we get sent out to do? Go check out if there's a possible bunker or ambush spot or whatever. They say, hey. So go clear this area because so, obviously it's not. So clear. you mount up, you mount up, yep. you go. So that day, and then that day, what happened? July 9th. So July 9th, mount up. We are the rear lav on three section. There's headquarters in front of us, and then there's one section in front. In, now, in front is this? Of them. I, are you allowed to talk about this? Is this? Oh pretty, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, 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 man. I'm on the internet. I'm fucking. Yeah, yeah. I just. I don't want to get you in trouble. No, no, no. There's not. There's yeah. no complex shit. I, I still want D and D knocking on your door. No, no. Trust me, good to go. Yeah. So, so we drive the, off the to, rear, rear. We of drive the off to Sketcha. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let's go to Sketcha. That's a good fucking day. <laughs> if that name doesn't give it away, yeah. anyway. Yeah. You know what? At the time, we thought it was funny. Whatever. So <laughs> at the time, you did yeah. probably think it was yeah. funny. We're like, oh, what a fucking funny place. So you drive to Sketcher. This you're, is a tiny little. You're the village. rear lav, not lav, even really a village, which is the light armored vehicle. You're at the rear. Yeah. You're covering possibility of a bunker what happens okay so what happens is we're driving off and that day um i took c9 which is a saw for american people i don't know what the a c9 actual, is what like a 50 the c9 cal? is a light machine gun yeah, yeah right it's a 50 cal right no light no. machine gun so it's uh 556 five, yeah, yeah five five six yeah it's a 556 five, machine gun yeah, right, so, so it's like a C7? Yeah, yeah. Or a C7? Yeah, C- I was going to say, 556 is named around, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but it's but, belt fed. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 a C9. It's, yeah. uh, it's a 556. Clean, cleaner kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. But not full metal. Yeah. Well, they were full metal. Were right? they? Oh, yeah. Really? Every round is fucking full metal in the army. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even on the C7, uh, C6. Everything. Or C7, yeah. Everything. Really? Yeah, yeah. All full metal. Oh. Yeah. All right, anyways, continue. Yeah. Anywho. <clears throat> so... I was in the air sentry hatch, mm-hmm. which is, there's, so if you picture a lav, yep. look it up if you want, there's box. a shoe box, I suppose, yeah, shoe box with yep. a turret on top, yep. 25 millimeter yep. cannon on it, yep. there's the uh, crew commander, yep. there's the gunner, there's the driver, yep. and in the crew, back, there's the driver's two, at the back? No, the, the, the driver's at the front. Okay, you're, you're facing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Drivers yep. at the front. Yep. And in the back, there's two air sentry hatches, which right. is just pop open. Yeah. And there's two guys. And yeah. you see them. If, if you see any video of people driving in labs, you always see two guys popping out. Yep. So there's on one side, yep. which is usually the right side, yep. is your uh, your sergeant, your mm-hmm. section sergeant. And then on the other side is a C9, usually for security, whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was that day, I was that guy fucking whatever it was just they got hit the day before 
no big casualties. Yeah. It was just minor injuries. You were, you were I didn't the, give a fuck. At this point, I was you like... You were the replacements. You were coming in. No, no, no. So, like, as a reservist, I'm an augmentee. Yeah. But we were... No, we but, were, like, there was, a, there was something that happened, and then you guys came in. Yeah. So, we went to investigate. The replacements. Investigate. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, these guys fucked off already. Yeah. And the next day, we're like, okay, we're like, you know, whatever. So, what happened? Yeah. So, we get there. Um, and then what we do is, obviously, there's a road. The front lav is facing this way. Middle lav is... Pretty sure it's still facing this way. And then our lav was obviously guarding the six. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I'm C9, left-hand side, and I'm facing towards where they were walking. Right. And so they got out of the lav at this point. Yeah. So they drop ramp. Yeah. And it's pretty standard. Yep. Just drop ramp, fucking do your checks, your your fives and twenties. (laughs) What was that? Okay, so you, you drop ramp, yeah. but all, not all the way down, because that could be an ID, right? Yeah, yeah. So you drop it, stop it, you walk out, you look down. Yeah. You know, you do your checks around, yeah. two guys walk out. Yeah. Most times, yeah. what it would do, there's a hatch door mm-hmm. on the ramp, and the guys would kind of take a look before dropping ramp. Right. But that day, we just dropped ramp. We were pretty sure. You think they would have just like sensor sensorial metal detectors? Yeah, but there's only so much the tech. This is ten years ago. Right? Yeah, yeah, if and it was plastic, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, anyway, well, there, there's so many ways. Anyway, let's continue. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, so they drop ramp, do their checks, do their fives and twenties. Yep. Then they all line up together mm-hmm. and they start walking. And in between, let's say this is our line of vehicles. Yeah. And then there's one building here, mm-hmm. one building here. Was there a building here kind of thing? Like, were you guys behind cover? No, no. no. We were on, on the road. Yep. And there was two buildings. Yeah. Or compounds. Yep. And what they did is they started walking down, mm-hmm. and they went right in the middle of the two buildings. Right. And then they hung a right. And... Behind, out of, yeah. out, out, so, of, out of view. Kind of, yes. Which is... Basically, most, which is most not of the good, second, right? Yeah, but at the time, we were 20 guys. Yeah. Right? 20 guys... Pretty so good, you got cocky. right? You got well, not really, but you got your numbers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're, you're feeling, yeah. If something, yeah. Well, no, not hoorah. Canadians but no, no, no. I, the, the sense, yeah. Anyways. The sense, you know what I mean. Usually, yeah. twenty guys don't. People don't fuck around with twenty. Yeah, guys. yeah. No, for sure. Um, so right before everybody got out, mm-hmm. I was about to get out. So I'm just like tucking my C9 in, mm-hmm. and then the warrant looked up at me. He's like, "Don't worry about it. We're just going to check this out." This yeah, just cover us on the way in and i had a perfect view in between both compounds okay and he's like we're just going to check this out i'm going to see what it is we had engineer assets and if there's anything we're going to blow it up i'm like all right cool whatever fuck it i get to sit in ac my lower half is an ac just wait just wait and and just just remember a regular day is between 40 and 50 degrees celsius yeah right we were there in the summer july 9th yeah it was fucking hot as balls full gear yeah yeah you're looking at like yeah Probably seventy so, to eighty pounds. So dry or wet? Is it like humid or is it dry? It's, it's dry. Okay. It's like a sauna. so it's not bad. It's like a sauna. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And you're wearing full everything. You got your fucking. For those, those people that don't know, obviously not military savvy. You, you got your full cad pad. Plus mm. you got your tack vest. Oh, you got your helmet on. Plus you got your fucking flak vest and your, your helmet. Frag. You got your you got ch- gloves. No, you, well, you got your gloves. You got your fucking plates. Yeah, tack and flak. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because your tack vest and your flak vest. Yeah. Right? And you got full pants, boots, gloves, 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? It's You're hard fully as balls. covered. Trust fully me, covered. Hard as balls. Because they don't want you, uh, you know, of the the, the well, environment. Well, right? anyways, but it's the cheapest bidder. We won't get into. Well, it's money. Yeah, right? exactly. Because but you're carrying anyways. you're carrying a shit ton of weight. <laughs> Let's just say too much weight. So you guys come out. You're sitting in yeah, the lab. So I'm you're just, waiting. I'm, I'm just no. Personally, I'm Command, sitting in a lab. Guys go between. Guys go between the buildings. Yeah. Okay. So the whole platoon goes. Yeah. And the warrant takes the rear position. Yeah. Where I should have been. Yeah. Right? But he I was, said not I was, to. I was C9. But he said not yeah, to. He to he, no, yeah. He told me, stay right. on the lab, cover yep. me in, cover us in. Yeah. We're good to go. Where it happens. I'm like, all right, cool. So as I'm sitting there, got the headphones on. Mm-hmm. Listen to comms. Listen to comms, yeah. Yep. And the captain's like, yeah, there's no way. This is a fucking... You know what I mean? He's just pushing it up. He's like, there's no way. And then? It, this was just a random fucking... And then? And then obviously, fucking, we get ambushed, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So all of it, like halfway through his conversation, Mm -hmm. you just hear like comms. Yeah, listen to this. Oh, yeah, right. It happens, and that's a yeah. That's a rocket. So what happened in that moment? So, okay, slow down. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I I need to explain it because it it, documentary. Yeah. So. All of a sudden, I, I didn't see where it came from. Yeah. I didn't see the rocket. I heard it. Mm-hmm. But Jonesy's at the corner. Mm-hmm. And then he just, poof, explodes. Just disappears. Okay. And, like, I don't know how to explain. Now, is this the Sergeant he, Major? He's a warrant. Warrant. So he's a platoon warrant. He's the warrant that, yeah. is that the one that took it to the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He took okay. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're in the lav. Yep. And you see the, poof. Okay. Yeah. So what do you do? So right away, mm-hmm. my heart sinks. Yeah. There's no way to explain. My boy. Yeah. So. Sorry, I just got a little emotional yeah, for yeah, a yeah, sec. Yeah. Sorry, okay, man. Okay. So there's there's no way, there's no way to explain it. it. The only way when you speed by a cop going like forty over. Yeah. And you know he's gonna pull you over, and you yeah. kind of have that. That oh, drop, drop your, and it, heart. your heart, yep. your blood you kind of gets in your, cold. You can feel it in your hey, spine. Times that like a hundred. Okay. So I just saw that guy disappear in mist, like poo dust, as they call it. Poo dust. Yeah. All right. Right. So yeah. I just poof, he's gone. Yeah. From there, it was just like just a firefight. Right. So everybody, ha- they're they're getting ambushed. So what Fucking happened? Firefights what, going down. I want to know what happened in your mind whenever you saw that smoke of dust. What happened inside of Monet's brain? What happened? In my brain? Yeah. I said, oh my God, he's fucking dead. Okay. So what what happened next after that? After that, it was the firefight. Okay. And then the smoke kind of started clearing, right? Because it's so, it's like flour. Yeah. The dust over there is like flour. It's so like who, the salt, the, the, sorry, the So sand, after the, the grenade hit, sorry, I don't, I, yep. I, after the RPG hit, yep. who started laying down suppressing fire first? Obviously. The 20 guys. The 20 guys? Yeah. Yeah. Right? So... Once suppressing fire started happening, yeah. when was it where you ran out of the lab? Okay, yeah, get, let me get to it. So, yeah. everything's going off. Yeah. The fucking, uh, the, the, the dust kind of clears. Yeah, yeah. And Obviously, I, and you're I in the shit. I see a silhouette dragging himself. Yeah. And I can hear fucking like yelling, obviously, all over the fucking net. And I'm looking, I, I turn around and look at my crew commander. I'm like, I'm C, let me the fuck out right now. Yeah. He's like, yeah, cool. Drops ramp. 
I run out, still have the headset on. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just like, like I, yeah. I remember like the jolt on my head, and then the fucking headset went, and they draw, they they pulled up the ramp, obviously, because yeah. you got to close that. Yep. Shit. I run. It was like about 100, 150 meters. I don't remember most of it. Um, I remember jumping over a wadi, which is like a ditch, mm-hmm. uh, like a little creek system. Mm-hmm. And like, I just remember like looking down because like you have a foregrip, you got your C9. Mm-hmm. I'm running with this shit. Mm-hmm. Just giving her. And then I got there and it was just like immediately, a part of me instantly regretted being there. Mm-hmm. Right? You, there, Obviously. There, there's no, yeah, it, but it's like you're already there. Yeah. Right? You're, you're already committed. You're fucking in there. How much of your training do you remember in that moment? Zero. <laughs> and I thought that was... But very... that being said, like... Yeah. Okay, if, 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 and if it, we and talk back, like, I was... I've been a lifeguard my whole it, life. No, no, and I got TCCC. I did a year's worth of training yeah. to be a medic's assistant. Yeah. So it kind of just flows. It's kind of right? like... It's, kinda, it's almost like life made you, like, for that moment, mm. Mo. You know what Almost, I mean? yeah. You know, it's crazy when you it, really think about it. I was it, a lifeguard. I did, it, and I don't, I don't, I don't, life. I don't mean it like how much of your training do you remember in that moment? It's like I know in that moment you're like instantly. Whenever you saw it, it was like blank. Yeah. But as soon as you're like you're you collected yourself in that millisecond, it was like second to none. You no, got it, it done. was instantly like I need yeah. to get there. Yeah. to make sure. Yeah. he's good. Yeah. That was the only thing. It would it didn't even matter who it was. No, it, it was yeah. just like get me there. Yeah. Brain, get me there yep. so I can help him. So you got there, you saw it. <laughs> All right. So here comes the story. So, Packing I get there. Laws. Jonesy is trying to call his own nine-liner. I'm yeah. sorry, I can't remember what the fucking nine-liner calls. It, no, no, I know no, it's no, like no, your just, grid, enemy grid, and just, then there's goes continue, on from there. Just continue. But so He's trying to call his own fucking nine-liner in the middle of a fucking firefight. Yeah. I look at him. I'm like, what the fuck? This, okay, so he's black. He's the whitest black guy I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> okay. I'm serious. I don't know why that's relevant to the story. I don't know, but he's the whitest black guy I've ever seen. Okay. I end if, up, if, I'm anybody, like, I'm like, if anybody has any qualms, when you're in the army, there is no color. No. I'm going to tell you that right no, now. No, there isn't. I'm going to tell you that but, right now. Yeah. Anyways, it wasn't even that. It was literally, it could yeah. have been a fucking private. It didn't yeah. matter. I was just going there. You were there. Yeah. So I got in there. In that moment. I got there. What happened? So he's fucking trying to call his nylander. Yeah. When he's in like full shock. Yeah. I fucking, I'm like, listen, you're Dundies. I grab my fucking penny cutters. Yeah. Cut his fucking, his radio. He's yeah. still trying to call his nylander yeah. with a broken radio. Yeah. Yeah. It's his fucking right hand side, right? Because yeah. he was standing there at the corner and yeah. he hit right yeah. there. I rip, I cut off his tack vest, rip his frag vest off, and then at the time it didn't even look like anything. It didn't even get. It wasn't like pissing blood, yeah. which I was very happy about. Well, probably cauterized, right? Not even. No. What it was? It didn't hit an artery. Which I'm fucking happy about because yeah. if that happened, he would have been fucked. Because if yeah. it was here, yeah. there's nothing I could have done. No. He would have died. Yeah. If it was here, I would have been fine. Yeah. Put a tourniquet on it, good to go. Yeah. Anyways, so rip his fag vest off. So he got more and on the side. And then there was then, like right? a, a three inch gap. Okay. Just. So he uh, didn't get, he didn't hit a direct hit. It was like. So what happened was the RPG hit the wall. Oh, thank God. And the ricochet. Yeah. Which was actually, he still has it to this day, the tip 
of the RPG was in his arm. The primer. No. That little thing you see, the yeah, nipple yeah. on the RPG. So it didn't actually explode. Went through his arm. So it didn't actually explode. Oh, it exploded. But Ugh. that tip obviously is like frag, right? It's yeah, fragmentation. Yeah. yeah. Fucking flew right through his fucking yeah. arm. It was a three inch gap. Yeah. And it was just like oozing, oozing blood. Yeah. And. I don't know how to explain it, but like, at the time I'm 23, right? Yeah. I'm like a couple of months into 23. Yeah. Warren, he, Jonesy, I don't know how old he was, but he was probably e- either late 30s or mid 40s. Yeah. Right. Like who we and, are and now. He's like who we are he's now. He's your father. He's who already we, done a tour. Yeah, yeah. He's been there. Who done we are that. right now? You look up to him, right? No, he's older than us. He's he's. We, you all look up to him. I would look up to that yeah, man. Yeah. So he's fucking mangled. Mm-hmm. And his arm's behind him. Yeah. Right? And he's just fucking freaking out, obviously. He's trying to shoot, call nine liner. He's trying to shoot with a fucking wrong hand. Yeah. And he's just going to He's town. trying to lay down some pressing yeah, fire. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Of course. Fucking he's just soldier, doing his man. job. I don't know how fucking he doing fucking a job, man. get recognized for that shit. But anyway, so I fucking, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start packing him. Obviously. Yeah. It's not an arterial bleed. Mm-hmm. So I just grabbed this H&H is what it's called. It's yeah. like nine feet of fucking gauze. Mm-hmm. And I started like, I stuck my hand inside his body, essentially. Yep. Right? I stuck as much as I fucking could. Yeah. And the to sound save his life. of someone, I'm basically torturing him at this yeah. point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... So it's not like it's not like uh, I like to make this point though. It's not like uh, Saving Private Ryan, where you got this little thing where you stab it in the side of his leg, and like actually, he, we'll come to that. M- yeah, yeah, morphine. morphine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we got well then, continue Sorry, I'll move story. on with this story. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm packing him, and the whole time I'm just fucking like just saying I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just a kid. I'm just yeah. like, oh my god, but, I'm so fucking sorry. But yeah, you're doing your fucking job. Yes. You're doing it with your job. You're doing what you're supposed to, and you're saving this man's life. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, fucking, I'm packing him up. Yeah. All of a sudden, there's explosions happening around me. I'm like, oh, fuck. What's going on now? Turn around. So, uh, originally, what I did is I slapped his fucking frag vest back over him, jumped on him until it fucking stopped, obviously doing the medic thing. Yeah. And then, when it kind of had a lull, everybody started shooting. I turned around, started shooting my C9. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I turn around and there's nobody there. He's gone. I'm like, where the fuck did he go? Just up and yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. So there, we're right on the edge of adrenaline, compound, right? Adrenaline. So a sergeant pops his head out and he's just like, Sergeant Clark, he's like, he's in here. I'm like, okay, good. <laughs> so he got undercover. Yeah, yeah. The one, one thing they teach in she yeah. see, never lose your fucking patience. Right? Yeah. So fucking, I'm freaking out. I'm like, where yeah. the fuck is he? So he's probably, pops he, out. Obviously, he's, he's like, we undercover. dragged him in here during like the last fucking because you were uh, you were yeah, going, I was going to town. fire. Right? Oh yeah, fire. Okay, went to town. Yeah, hopped in there. Yep. Um, and then when I walk in there, I see the medic. He's laying down. He's all white. I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with you? He's like, I can't feel my legs. The medic. The medic. Who's supposed to be taking Because he was of. right in front of the warrant. And yeah. it, the RPG hit between the warrant and the medic. So he basically... He's like, I can't feel my legs. I can't do it. I'm like, 
You're it's supposed to you. be my fucking relief. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but you're, you know what I mean? Like, shit I'm rolls downhill, brother. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, but, but, buddy, what'd you do? Anyway, so. What'd you do? I, so what'd I, you do? So, obviously, I checked his ass. Yeah. Because, anyways. Checked his I, ass. I rolled him over. Yep. And he had two penny-sized holes in his ass. Okay. Fucking packed that this, shit up. And this is the. Uh, the medic. The medic, okay. Yeah. So, I packed that shit up. Yeah. So and was it like rounds? Like he got, he got no. So he got shrapnel shrap, in his ass. He right. got the million dollar. Which is, he's Boris <laughs> Gump. <laughs> but a lot of people don't realize is that a lot of major arteries are in that area, and it's a very it's a very serious area. So you know what I mean? It's, it's well, not, no. The second he said, "I can't feel my legs," I was like, "Oh fuck, yeah. he's paralyzed." Yeah, exactly. Right? So let's be real here. Yeah, we could joke you're in the about of a it, but fire it's, fight, it's a very but serious. But he's saying, injury. "I can't feel my fucking yeah, it's legs." It's very serious. I'm like injury. you're done. So. I got Jonesy screaming. So at this point, I got fucking. At this point, yeah. Now you're the head medic right now, right? Essentially, yeah. Essentially, okay. Yeah. So so you, I wrap you, him up. You tack. You, you wrap him up. Yeah. Cover this guy's ass. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, legit. And you go over to and then I'm, I'm the like, we're we're in a little. We'll call it a shed. Yeah. Right? Okay. We'll call it a shed. Yeah. So we're in like a, a, a ten by ten room. Yeah. Jonesy's fucking freaking out. Yeah. Medic can't feel his fucking legs. Now, is at this point, is Lav laying down suppressing fire and like there's a whole no. war going around? No. Or it's all So it's all down. fucking small It's arms. all done. It's all small arms. Okay. So no, it's no, no. All no. Like, this is still going on. It's all on. yelling. And and there's, there's sure the front lab, maybe. Yeah. But then there's a, the, the headquarters lab was behind the belt, behind the fucking trying to, because we had the Bison Am at that point. And then there was a rear lab. Yeah. So would the, you say you guys were in the shit? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we're not in cool, there. but yeah. Yeah. So we're in there. I patch. I patch the medic up. Yeah. Um, and then I, I move back to the war because you got to do secondary checks the second they get moved, right? Right. Because the second you move, you could fuck yeah. shit up and then bleed. Yeah. Especially again, if you got right? strap metal. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Moving around. Yeah. Yeah. So I pack them up with another H and H, which was another fucking nightmare to fucking hear. Like I. I can't express enough. <laughs> That's not even. Yeah. No. There's, not even, there's, you can't even. Yeah. You can't even describe the noises that come out of a yeah. person in that point where. Sorry, I know I'm dragging this on, but no, no. Like, I, need, I need to on. explain it to a certain this point. This is your moment to yeah. explain so, your valor. Yeah. And I am totally honored Thank by you. having this. Thank you. On my show, so thank but, you, thank you for your service, and thank you for sharing this because this is a very real scenario, yeah, and it, yeah. people need to realize the sacrifice that our do. forces yeah. and our Canadian armed and forces I'm the lucky go through. Guy. I didn't get, you know, I didn't get freedom isn't right. free, yeah. and people sacrifice that for uh, for for this very reason, yeah. and this needs to be normalized, and people need to appreciate this. Yeah. So I have no problem listening to this story. Okay, so. The noise is coming out. Okay, so first of all, I'm going to reiterate this. Mm-hmm. 23-year-old with a 40-year-old fucking freaking out about he's basically dying mm-hmm. in his mind, right? Can't feel well, his arm. So. He thinks so. He anyways. thought he lost his arm, essentially. He couldn't see it. Anywho, so I pack him up again with H&H, which is just fucking horrible. And looking back on it, we should have What's H&H, by the way? It's, uh, I don't even know the acronym for it, but it's, it's, it's nine feet of... Of fucking packing uh, gauze, yeah, packing gauze, yeah. Yeah. So what it is, it's a big roll, and you just fucking pull it out and just push that shit in. Yeah, yeah. There's, 
I, I can't express it enough. So you packed him you full s- of gauze. Yeah, I packed him full of gauze. And You're then we gave, I gave him a fentanyl you, lollipop. Which is what? It's fentanyl. Yeah. It's a lollipop. How, how, did you, how do you administer a fentanyl lollipop? You give it to his mouth. Okay. Yeah, it's a lollipop. So you have that on your... No, I got it from the medic. They didn't, okay. they didn't trust any of us. Really? No, no, no. Really? No, even the man, med, come on. Even the med techs, bitch? Yeah, no, well, ah. yeah, well, no, the thing is, they don't trust fucking people with this. Yeah. Anyways. Well, especially so in a war that state. Didn't yeah, do, yeah. That didn't do fuck all, right? <coughs> yeah. So he's yeah. like, go get the fucking morphine. I'm like, all right, cool. Where the fuck yeah. is it? He's like, it's in my bag. <laughs> Open the bag. It's in the fucking container. It says drugs. Yeah. Like, Fine. <laughs> I ran over, got the fucking bag, opened it up. We were twenty minutes drugs. We were twenty minutes out of Afghan when the drugs became the take. I was like, "Fuck! I should have grabbed the couple." You know what I mean? But uh, anyways, so fucking we 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 load him up with fucking morphine, and finally he shuts up. And not saying, anyways, that man's a man. Just say your story. Anyways, so fucking do this man. Other than that, I did my secondary checks on both of them. And then basically two hours goes by, a fucking, another warrant, the IRF, like, immediate reac- reaction force, mm-hmm. shows up, which is the other platoon, and, because we are on a rotation, fucking shows up, runs in there, just fucking yelling. Just like, what the fuck is going on? Just like, yep. snapping. Yep. And at this point, I didn't even know he's coming in. Yeah, yeah. And I just kind of started, it's like, mellowing it yeah, out. yeah. You know, getting like, hold of the he's on morphine. The medic's doing good. He's on a fentanyl. Yep. Everything, buddy runs in yelling at me. I'm like, "What the fuck?" Is he a lieutenant? No, he's a fucking warrant. Oh, okay. anyways, he just lost his shit. Anyway, so we fucking dragged him out, and then after that, what we did is we dropped a 500 pound bomb on um, yeah, we the did. area where yeah, buddy, yeah, we did. yeah, we did. Uh, dropped a 500 pound bomb on the fucking guy, and uh, that was basically the end of the day. That's so, how you become a hero. So apparently. you were the first SDNG Highlander since World War II to get a the Medal of Military Valor. Before it was a military for, military medal. Yeah, but then it changed to Medal to Medal of Military. So you were the first SDNG Highlander to get received by the Governor General, correct? Yep. Yeah, and the Governor General at the time was David Johnson. David Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, 2012. Thank you. The end of the world. Thank you. Yeah, buddy. Thank you. I dragged it on a bit, but I we got through it. No problem dragging that story on. Yeah. Your service. I just want to give just, as much detail as possible because I'm feeling good yeah. and I'm not crying through. Yeah. It. A, lot of, a lot of people need to realize what people do go through. Yeah. Um, yeah. That story, in the long run, came out to be everyone made it. Yeah. Not always. That's not always the I was story. very lucky. Yeah. I would be and a very different person if Jonesy died. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Is still to this day. Jonesy. Like a very influential person. He. Every, every year he gives me a text on that day. To Jonesy. And he says thank you. To Jonesy. That's a man right there. But. Um, yeah. It's 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 a scary little moment. I'll never forget it. But that was one day after that. Yeah. It was basically the entire platoon literally fucking. We had no filter. Yeah. It was literally you fucking. Yeah. So we got our first kill two weeks later. Yeah. And personally, proud to say, 
as part of that one. Um, which was, uh, sorry, this is another story. Yeah. So there's this place, there's Spurwingar. Yeah. And then there's this OP called OP Kyber, which mm-hmm. was the vacation spot. Right. Right. So you were away from command. Mm-hmm. You were away from everyone. It's just your section there. Right. You got to fucking, you had your deep fryer, you had everything. Everybody, <laughs> you just, no rations. You got a bunch of fucking food and you just fucking gave her. But it was a high contact. Oh, I wish I was better than now. (laughs) Anyways, but it was a high contact point, right? Yeah. And the way it worked is the only way I can describe it was, uh, you know, uh, what's that movie? Black Hawk Down? With the aliens. Oh, uh, uh, L.A. uh, No, 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 no. Which one? Uh, Independence Day? No, no, no. It's more ridiculous than that. God damn it. (sighs) More ridiculous than that? The one about the, the bugs. The alien <laughs> with the bugs. They go to a different planet and they go fucking kill all the bugs. Oh, uh, Starship Troopers. That's it. Yeah. You know what, Starship That is a great fucking Dude, movie. Great movie, the first one. After that, it just went downhill. Okay. But budget cuts all okay. the way. I'm going to say but, this right now. Yeah. I love that movie. Right. I love the book. I love the movie. I have to pee. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, no, we can't. I have to pee. No, 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 no. Hold it for a sec. I got to tell you this story. Okay, we got to cut it. We got to cut it soon, though. Okay, I understand. Okay, okay so we're fucking Obi Kyber. Obi Kyber. It is literally a spitting image, yeah. but Afghan style, yeah. of Starship Troopers when they show up on that fob that gets all mangled. You know, they yeah. show up and it's all a bunch of bodies and there's a bunch of fucking bugs. Oh, uh, what's okay. it called? Um, I forget what it Clendathu. was. Clendathu. Yeah. We can ill for yeah, another Clendath. Where, where the LT dies, right? Yeah, remember we got <laughs> yes. eaten from below? Rico! Yeah, yeah. So, Hoorah! I, so I'm sitting there. Fuck, it's a great so movie. We, yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. Fucking great. So good. But, so I'm sitting there, my yeah. first OP shift. Yeah. I'm sitting there, C6. Okay? We got my fucking, I got my little, my bunker. Yeah. Just sitting there, nine in the morning. I'll never forget it. Having a dart. Just sitting there. And you don't have to wear a uniform, right? So I'm in my shorts, t-shirt, drag vest, helmet. Yep. Good to go. Fucking feeling great. I'm like, okay, two weeks later. Whatever. <laughs> fucking dude fucking shoots an RPG and just like hits right over my... I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? My first fucking OP shift, you piece of shit. And at the time, yeah. the, the C6, there's uh, there's butterfly fucking... Yep. For like the pintle, yeah. So it's oh, not pintle, but anyways, yeah. Like on the top. dual contact. So there's yep. a double that's yep. called the butterfly fucking trigger, yeah. And then there's a regular with a butt stock, right? Yeah. You can pop this butt stock on, yeah. But anyways, mm-hmm. they forgot the butt stock, and they had the the fucking butterfly thing. So I'm on a wall shooting, no accuracy, just like <laughs> there's just like trying to hold on, like ah! I went through three boxes. We took out fucking two guys. Called in the fucking... Confirmed? What? Yeah, yeah, Confirmed, yeah, 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 yeah. Because we called in the fucking... Uh, the Kiowas yeah. and the... Um, Kiowas or what? Kiowas are like black helicopters with machine guns on the side. So attack know. helicopters. Yeah, and then they have... Black cock down. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Those stupid little fucking little yeah. things with the fucking... Apaches. Machine guns. Yeah, yeah. And then the Apache was on top. So yeah. the, the Apache hangs up top. The little guys start shooting. If yeah. they can't get it, he moves in and drops the fucking hellfires. So what happened? We have I have the, all the footage. Fucking uh, the the guys couldn't get him, mm-hmm. and he went under a tree or whatever it was. 
And then the Apache just fucking went in, dropped a hellfire on him, and then that was our first confirmed kill of the fucking tour. And then after that, it was just fucking game on. Like, we had, I kind of had pity before. Yeah. And we, one dude lost his leg, a dude fucking lost all his chiclets, and another guy fucked up his back. You got to remember, but after, the people, after, the people after that Jonesy, you were fighting, the people no, that you no, were listen, fighting. Listen, after, like, I feel bad gotta, for these guys. Just, but after Jonesy, I was like, oh, I see how this is. But it's survival. We, we have to remember, the, it's the not people, even survival. The people like, that you were fighting were... Doing it for money. They're exactly. trying to survive, man. And, and not only that, they were, they were basically attacking their own people, were they not? Yes. So... It's basically you know mafia I mean? style. So that's um, the way it works. Let's not try and glorify the everything. You know, no, it's obviously mafia style. there's a there's a reason why you were there. So if you look, if you go, you can compare this to prohibition. Yeah, we were the cops. Yeah, they were the mafia. Yeah, and then the rest of them were just the civilians trying to make a buck and trying yeah. to make it through the depression. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what. Yeah. It was. Well, Eric, but anyways, I that's wanna... how I got Medal of Military Valor. Yeah, and then after that we just fucked everything up. We could. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm very honored to have you on my show tonight. <laughs> I really am. You're gonna have to edit a bunch of shit. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Edit, I'm not gonna edit shit. I'm gonna yeah, it put it on. Yeah, I am mm-hmm. because war is real, and is. what you you've really shown me is that you know through everything in adversity, I thought my life was bad. Yeah. But compared to what you've been through, uh, people could take a page out of that. Dude, that you was literally, I, mean? I just explained to you two days of my seven-month tour. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the one th- the one thing I'll, I'll say is when I came back, I almost felt like I was 10 years older. Yeah. Not maturity-wise, but just like life-wise. Yeah. Right? So yeah. I was still a fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah, of course I was. And but, uh, the the whole idea kinda, is that we're not trying to glorify war; we're no. trying to make war real. And real war is no, real. yeah. You what it what is, is 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 I'll tell you right now. Uh, there's there. I think it's like forty six thousand Canadian soldiers have went to Afghanistan. That's just Afghanistan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have served and have been there. And there's a fucking million stories, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, this is just one yeah. of the many stories. Yeah. And I was I was lucky that yeah. I, re- I was recognized. Jonesy yeah. is a fucking good man. I don't know who put yeah. me up. I didn't fucking ask for this medal. Yeah, it was just given to me. Yeah. Two years later, I got a letter in the mail, and they said, "Hey, you're getting a medal, medal of military valor." Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. Like, well, I you know I I really always held that very high in my heart, and, and as as your cousin, yeah. I always took that as a sign of a pride to have somebody in my life mm. that went and went beyond the call of action yeah. and saved somebody within the Canadian armed forces and did his duty to protect Canada. Yeah. And, uh, I thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, fuck off. I thank yeah, you for stop, being stop, on stop. the show and yeah. keeping it real. Yeah. Um, I will not edit, edit this podcast uh, for yeah, one I, second i, I, I won't it. no i won't yeah. i won't because you know what though i almost want to drag real. a bunch of fucking glens over to this because uh, there's so many boys i've taken it well we'll we'll talk about that another day but yeah. this time i'm gonna wrap her up yeah uh, let's do it eric monet thank you 
so much for being on my show Bye. tonight. Thank yeah. you so much for this gift. I yeah. appreciate it so much. Put it on. I really do love it. Little reggae, buddy. Little reggae. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on my show. And if you guys like what you've seen today and you'd like to subscribe, please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel of Deep Thoughts After Dark podcast. And if you'd like to also follow me on Instagram, you can on Instagram at the same tag name of Deep Thoughts After Dark podcast. I wish you farewell and all the best. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope so much that you've learned lots from this experience. I know that I have. And again, thank you, Eric. I love you. I love you. I love you. Till the end of time, until we're fucking mega neat. I love you. Thank you. Cheers, guys.